right, check, 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 one, two. All right, let's get this shit going. All right. So you qualify. Your success took a shot at you. What are you going to do now? How are you going to kill him? You got to make a monster. Yeah, success. successful. <laughs> Frank, we can be successful in Havana. Happy 2022. So, look at our friends. It's all about success this year, man. I got these niggas, Breezy. Don't worry about it. Let's go. Let that bitch breathe. I used to give a fuck. Now I give a fuck. Less. Less. Think of success. It sucks. Too much stress. stress. Blew up quick. Cause friends I grew up with see me as a creamy, but I'm not in my nuts, bitch. Know what the fuss is. My career is illustrious. My rep is impeccable. I'm not to be fucked with. With shit. We back, bitches. I'm way too important to be talking about exploring. Asking me for a Porsche's like asking like for a coffin. Broad daylight, I off your on switch. You're not too bright. Good night, long kiss. Bye bye, my reply. Blah blah. Blast burner, then pass burner, the top top. Finish my breakfast. Why? I got an appetite for destruction, and you're a small fry. Let's go. Let that bitch breathe. I'm in a good mood, man. Talk to Come me on, man. man. Let's go. It's your boy, your hope. You turn the motherfucking noise up. We get right to the proceedings this evening. Happy 2022. Headphones at the start. Bring it down. The gems and juice. boy, young ho. Kanye West on the track. Shottown. I hope everybody's safe out there, man. Mm. Can I talk to y'all for a minute? Let me talk to y'all for a minute. Just give me a minute of your time, baby. I don't want my Let's go. Let me talk to this motherfucker. Yes, who's Pizak? Still smell a crack in my clothes. Don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back down the tax in the road. When I was having it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven. With it. Let's try this guru. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. So I stop my day of news. I'm going to the throwaways right here, man. <laughs> this is the Jay-Z throwaway, man. Imagine this song. Imagine this song coming on in the verses, man. This Jay might have a point, man. I thought he was on some shit when he said that nobody could see him in the verses. Now you playing this mix, you might be right, man. This is a throwaway song, man. This is this is going in the vault. Put the rest inside. Uh, only the now, real whole fans know Put about the this. Right in my socks, so yeah. Can locate the valve. I ain't freshly dressed, but got a Colgate smile. That's right. <laughs> Don't want the same clothes I had on last night. Got those to come up with this paper. I got money schemes that come to me in my dreams. In my dreams. To block like a veteran. Fiends need their medicine. I'm the relief pitcher. They're clean up hitters. It works. I hit the ass, snatch the bag in the dirt. Put the rest in my small pocket. I start clocking. Same routine. I'm running game to fiends. Stranger cash to crack. Rock back and forth to my stash box. Happy 2020. Shorty's got the ab watch. Fiends small. I'm getting rid of this bomb as I... 
Jay-Z this, Jay-Z that. Come on, man. And Jay-Z news. Jim's and Juice podcast this, Jim's and Juice podcast that. <laughs> Niggas be talking crazy, man. <laughs> Sting on, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Niggas talking about us in magazines and shit. And what y'all trying to do? <laughs> I bought the flutes this time, though. We got the flutes, man. Unleash the flutes, Guru. Unleash the flutes on them, Guru. Bitches. H O V A. I got my mojo back, baby. O V A. No, no, don't be afraid. Y'all in your articles, hawk, spit at J. Y'all from afar, dude, lost my way. What you thought I would not have nothing to say? No, you fell into the booby trap. I set the trap just to see dude react. You now. Just can't leave. You open the door, God, I'm at you, and you will leave. And I'm sorry, Miss Rosie Perez, I call a spade a spade. It just is what it is. Come on, man. Let me stop it right there, bro. Yeah. I gotta stop it right there, man. Yeah, I don't want to get to the older Nas this. I'm going to get really hyped and I'm going to get this new album. I know, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's big damn status. Yeah. I'm too hyped off that J-Diz, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy because that's a dope-ass song right there. And it, if he do it, I don't think he's going to do a versus after his comments. But that's something I would like to hear, man. That's a dope-ass song, but I don't think he'll play a Nas diss at all. Nah, he can't, man. Yeah, can't. and I, I 100% respect it, man. They probably haven't heard their diss songs in the, in years. <laughs> yeah, nah, and, and some of these, I, I bet Jay don't even remember the words to that Blueprint too, man. I guess Ben so I don't think he ever performed it live. Yeah, like, and, yeah, um, and that album was so long too. It was a double disc. Yeah, I doubt he really remembers many songs from that, except for uh, you know the hits like uh, Bonnie and Clyde '03, which yeah. was a terrible song. But I digress. <laughs> 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 but yes, yeah. we are back at it. We are back at it, man. We are back live and full effect for the new year, 2022. We took a little holiday break. We back at it, giving y'all the freshest takes and reviews and whatnot in the music industry hip-hop sports all that shit you like to hear and we back at it doing it again man big things planned this year it's gonna be another big year for the podcast i'm telling you i'm i'm manifesting it man i'm <laughs> i'm i'm claiming it yeah claim I saw, it. I saw <laughs> i saw rawls on uh twitter claim that he gonna have a girlfriend next year i know that so was like okay I, I support it i support it but it was a little strange seeing the guy say that man it you usually don't see you, you you usually don't see guys saying that like hey i'm I'm not being single this year man i promise <laughs> <laughs> rawls is my guy man but i and i support it man i don't know his situation but I never seen a guy say that on social media like that. Dog, nah, me neither, man. It, 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 like, look, he, he cool with me too. But now nah, that shit was wild, man. Like I said, as a single guy too. Like that's not a goal for me this year, man. If it happens, it happens. But like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that out there. It's like I don't know. But but respect to him, no, man. I respect it. Yeah. Do what you got to do, man. He gonna find somebody. Yeah. Somebody no, you got to be a bold nigga to put put something out like that, man. If you yeah. can put something like that out there, man, I I respect it, bro. 
Yeah. Because it be a yeah. lot of niggas that feel that way, but uh, they be acting super tough, like they don't need a, a, a chick or they don't want to be in an old relationship. But behind the scenes, they be, you know, lovey-dovey. But I, I, res- I, I like respect all the of honesty. us are like that, man. <laughs> I respect the honesty, man. <laughs> I'll say that I respect the honesty. Look, in this new, it's a new era, man. We we done, I guess, people trying to act like they put everybody locked inside. Plus, it's winter. The thing that gets niggas too is a wintertime vibes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I bet if it was summer, he would not have said that. Yeah, no. Nah. Just now that it's winter, it's cold. Everybody hugged up. Yeah. Everybody have all this off time where, you know, he's a photographer, so he probably took a little break too. Yeah. Niggas get lonely in the crib, then suddenly you want a girl. <laughs> but then when it's time to go outside and and, and see what's really going on. You need choices, man. Really, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Options. So, look, it is just that time of the year where niggas feel like they want to be cuddled up. Women are like that too, of course, you know. Yeah. But then when it's time to go outside, they're happy to live in a single life, man. Hot so, girl summer. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that shit goes. But, yes, we are claiming it. It's going to be a big year for the podcast, man. We're going to have a lot of shit popping. Uh, so, y'all, make sure y'all stay tuned. Maybe some giveaways, too. Going to give y'all some more shit like we always yeah. do. And some so, killer guests, man. We, uh, of look, course, I'm man. stepping the guest game up this year, man. <laughs> For real. I'm, I'm going to stop. One of my goals this year is to start getting out more, meeting people, and yep. just finding some of the dopest people I can find and and, and, and talk to them, man. So, you yep. know, it ain't, it ain't just going to be the typical unsigned or underground artist. We uh, we want to have some dope people on where you know you can actually learn something from them, man. We want to we want to teach niggas this year, man. We want to bring oh, positivity. Man. We want to bring the good vibes to people this year. Yeah. So I'm gonna be on the lookout. No, definitely, man. And we we definitely gonna be uh, cashing in uh, uh, some receipts. We got the receipts, man. People <laughs> who said they was gonna come back on the podcast, Mark Ingram. <laughs> Supposed to come through. Yeah, we, we gonna hold we we hold niggas to what they say on this podcast. I, I know, and I I ain't reach out to them yet because I know they still in the season, and you know, yeah, they, I think they too thirsty they, right now. They fighting for their life, so <laughs> I don't know if they gonna be in the playoffs or what. But once the playoffs over, the off and it's off season for them. Yeah, like, you Yo. know, hey, hey, keep keep an eye out on the Instagram. Make sure you know when he's in Houston. Yes. Be like, hey, man. <laughs> yes. Remember you said you want to be on the podcast when we yep. don't go out to eat? Remember that shit? Yeah, yep. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's going down. We got receipts. The people who we ain't been in touch with, Ken the man said she was going to come again, too. So we yep. gonna hold her to that mm-hmm. before she blow up even more. So, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a big year, man. Good, gonna be some good guests. Y'all know what to expect from this podcast, man. I ain't got to tell y'all. If y'all listening this deep, y'all know we gonna bring this year, and we excited to bring it to y'all. Uh, and we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to break down. Like we said, we took a few weeks off, so we gonna yeah. recap all that shit. A few releases came out, nothing too heavy. I'm still <laughs> semi shocked that there was no Kendrick release on Christmas. I thought he was yeah. gonna drop some kind of surprise Christmas thing, but he didn't. Yeah. So, uh, but there were a few albums. But first, quick wellness check, man. Figgy, you've been in the grind. I know you, uh, you, you didn't go back home. I didn't. Uh, I, I ain't no catching the wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was. How you feeling now, man? I'm feeling 100 percent better, man. It, it, it's like I never. I forgot I had it. <laughs> no symptoms now and all that stuff. But yeah, man, they caught me. I'm trying to figure out where I caught it from. I'm like, man, who the mm. fuck was I around where I? 
got this shit. And it's crazy because the day I had it, I had work. And I'm and for some reason I woke up, I felt tired. And I'm like, uh, maybe I'm just sleepy or something. I don't know. So I got to work. Um, my throat was feeling a little weird. But I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's allergies. My nose running a little bit. So um, after a while, uh, when the show was over, I was still sleepy. Like, I was sleepy the whole time and, and tired. It felt fatigued. I'm like, man, I don't know, man. Let me. I'm like, let me just go get tested just in case. And got tested the next morning. It came back positive. I'm like, fuck. So um, that was my trip. My, uh, I wasn't going to Cleveland until like Monday. Mm-hmm. but uh, And this was like Wednesday. But I, I didn't want to take a chance. My whole family was struggling with, you know, trying to dodge COVID. So I'm like, they don't need me to come in from out of town and <laughs> pass it along and all that shit. So. Yeah, I, I just chilled at the house uh, the whole time. It was it was actually a good vacation, man, just to lay around, chill. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and usually, you know, my wife, she, she don't like to lay around and chill and watch TV and shit. She always got to do something. Like, if it's like, hey, today, yeah, let's get up and go to the mall. Let's go here. Let's. She like to do shit. I like to just sit around and chill and rest, sleep, naps, and all that shit. But uh, she was actually on board with just chilling, and she enjoyed it a lot, man. We binge watch um, Insecure. I, I I don't think you're an Insecure fan like that. No, nah, keep nah. up with it. Nah. But, um, yeah, I I quit watching it after season two because I you know I I just wanted to watch it all at once type thing. So it oh shit. So it took like <laughs> shit three more seasons for the end. Mm-hmm. So we ended up binge watching it, catching up on it. And it it was pretty laid back, man. Uh, um, New Year's we just chilled. <laughs> uh, we ain't do nothing special. They they was letting off fucking AKs outside the apartment building. <laughs> Damn, it was crazy, bro. Like it sounded like a fucking war zone. <laughs> and so outside of my apartment, it's like a pond there. Mm-hmm. And so they was fucking shooting in the pond. <laughs> I'm like, man. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying you know it's hurting all the fish and all that shit, but it is fishing there. So like, I mean that's that's crazy, but I'd rather them do that yeah, than shoot it up. Yeah, they wasn't shooting in the air, nothing. Yeah. But, but the way they was letting them off, I'm like, damn, like <laughs> that was kind of scary. But you know, it was it was cool, man. I I enjoyed this time off. What about you, man? Good, man. What you do <laughs> outside of play man, PlayStation? <laughs> nah, uh, dog. I went to go see the family, man. We do that thing every Christmas. Uh, my niece and nephews. Uh, with my mom and dad, my sister. So we went over to that house and uh, they had a good Christmas, man. I was worried that they was outgrowing Christmas actually because uh, last year they didn't seem to give a shit, you know, <laughs> and we got on a bunch of stuff, you know, but they didn't seem that they really cared too much. Like they weren't even in a rush to open their presents last year. <laughs> like, and it was weird because I was remembering, like, I was, dog. I could not wait. How, yeah, I was about to say, how you feel about that? Because I used to try to wait up to midnight. <laughs> To open yeah, my no. shit, and it was a couple times when my parents were like, "No, nah, you gotta go to sleep." I could not sleep at same night. Same to me. Same with me. <laughs> we would negotiate with my mom. Eventually, she let us open like a present the night of. Yeah, and we would do that. But yeah, man, I couldn't wait. I, I would be feeling out the presents, trying to guess what it is. Like, yes. okay, it's an action figure. <laughs> okay, it's a PlayStation game. Okay, yeah. this is this and that. So I would be trying to feel out. Me too. What things are like. I just couldn't wait. 
Yeah. And now, like, my niece and nephews, they, like, well, last year, this year was different. They actually cared a lot, and they were really excited this year. But last year, it was just like, yeah, you know, they were like, whatever. Yeah. I, I felt like my nieces never went through that. They were... It seemed like they never really cared, man. They were sleeping on Christmas. Mm-hmm. It'd be 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I'm like, damn, they not up. I used to get up, man, when I did go to sleep, I used to get up about 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning, and be up the whole fucking day. Yep. And I used to call my cousins and friends and tell them, uh, and tell them what I got. And, yep. and we used to be sharing, and we'd go, I'd go across the street to their house and all that shit. It seems like kids don't do that shit now, man. They don't, man. Like, it was a whole process for us, too. Like, I'll wake up my parents at 6 a.m. Hey, it's time to open presents. And my mom want to cook first. Yeah. We had to brush our teeth first. We had to do all this shit. I would be dying inside, man. Yeah. And my parents used to, uh, they used to sleep in the living room during that night. Mm-hmm. And so, so they get, I guess, so they could see me. But I, I used to wake up about three in the morning, bro. Yeah, like, and uh, it was a bunch of times nothing was there. I'm yep. like, fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say fuck in my head, but yeah, I used to be like, course. damn, man. And then about five o'clock, it'd be there. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> man, nah, those I was, good the, days. Nah, I was exactly the same way. <laughs> and I think the problem today is that kids. Like they generally have everything they want already. Yeah. After a few Christmases, like this was a big Christmas because uh, my niece and nephews are finally getting old enough to where they can get like grown people shit. Mm. So, for example, my niece got her first phone. Okay. Which is a big deal. Yeah. You know, she'd been wanting a phone for a long time. She finally got one. I got my youngest nephew a laptop. You mm. know, he ain't have his own laptop yet. I got him one. My oldest nephew. I got one for my sister too, and he got some things. And plus, they're getting gifts for each other now, and they like that part. Yeah, they like getting each other stuff and having you know the other one open it and be happy. So they're they're getting into the giving now too. So yeah, that's good. But yeah, it's not the same, man. It's because yeah. generally kids already have what they, they want. Like yeah, they get whatever no, they want throughout the whole year. Exactly. Like for example, my my nephews have an Xbox. And they have a thing on Xbox called Game Pass where you get all these games for free for like a subscription service. Yeah. yeah. So like they don't want any games, man, because they already have all this shit in their Xbox. So it's not yeah. like there's no real excitement in getting something yeah. new when they're already playing the newest shit before Christmas. Y- yeah, so, that's the like, part. They just dropped a new Halo and my nephew's already had it. So it's like, that OK, is, uh, that's the part that suck, man. Because I remember those times. They used to advertise the new games on TV. Yeah. And it's like, damn, like I got to go to GameStop or I got to go to this Walmart or whatever to get this game. You had to go out and get the. It's kind of like CDs. Yeah. How we had to go out and get those CDs. Like you used to have to camp out for games, man. Yes. When Grand Theft Auto <laughs> came out, yes. you would have to camp. The new Madden came out. Yes. You would have to reserve it and camp out. Or yep. do a midnight release and stand in line yep. to get that game day one, dog. Yes. <laughs> None yep. of that no more. Yeah. Damn, man. That that sucked. And me, the way I grew up too, man, I didn't get everything. <laughs> no, same so, here, so, man. So uh, if I wanted, as I got older, I wanted shoes, Jordans, and Air Force Ones and shit like that. I had to get that shit for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was rough for me. So I'll be looking forward to Christmas. So every single Christmas, until I got grown, 
it, I, you know, that's that's when I cared about it a lot because everything game. I never got a random game uh, video game just because it had to be for birthdays mm-hmm. or or once in a while for good grades or you know I had to save my money for that shit. <laughs> nah, I feel you, man. Like, nah, it was definitely the same. So I, I, that's one thing that's kind of bad about spoiling kids too. Like you, I, on one hand, you want kids to have all the things you didn't yeah. growing up but at the same time they're never going to appreciate it like you would yeah and, yep. and you want them to but they just won't because yeah. they don't know what it's like to not have things necessarily so yeah they don't know how it is conundrum yeah it's it's normal to get all the best clothes you want exactly right? i had to wait for christmas to get some of the best clothes mm-hmm. and you know they don't they don't look at it like that and, they don't. You know, and as a parent, if you want, you know, I'm not a parent, but as a parent, you want your kid to have the best clothes regardless. Mm-hmm. If you got the money for it, you want them to get the best clothes. So, you know, that's out of the Christmas thing. They ain't going to ask for no clothes. And at that point, you sitting there just giving them a gift card. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Time to change it, man. But, um, yeah, it was a good Christmas, man. It was good with the family. Enjoyed the time. New Year's, I don't be doing shit on New Year's no more, man. I feel yeah. like after a certain age, like especially during this pandemic shit, like I ain't trying to go out. I did go see that new Spider-Man, though. I did venture out to the movie theater. Uh, that's the first good. time in a long time. Sidebar <laughs> real quick. Something I'm getting sick of. The last two times I've gone to a movie, you know, you buy your tickets online now, which yeah. is cool. I like that. You get assigned seating, too. So you ain't got to fight with niggas. Or yeah, you ain't got to wait in line. Exactly. Get there early. <laughs> there was a dude who had his shit in my chair. And I was like, excuse me, sir. That's my seat. <laughs> but uh, th- th- the last two times I've been to a movie theater, nobody has checked my ticket, dog. Oh, like really? I just walk right in. Damn. And nobody even like I thought the person at the front was going to check it. But she didn't. She was like, oh, just go to the, uh, you know, because they, they have the movie theater split off into two sections. And you Man. go like either right or left. And there's like a kiosk there. But nobody's there to check your shit, man. <laughs> so I just walk right in. Yeah. So I'm like, so you I, save your I money. wasted $14 <laughs> that I could I could have just walked in yeah. and not paid anything and seen Spider-Man for free. Yeah. You should try that one day. Just act I'm like you to. just act like you got your phone out and had the old yep. ticket or something. Yeah. Like, hey, how you doing? And then just just keep it going. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it next time, man. <laughs> Trust me. I don't know when the next time I go to yeah. movie theater is. Yeah. But next time I go, I'm just gonna yeah. try to walk in and, and, and freestyle. And if it. they catch you, if they try to see, just have that old movie ticket right yeah. there. Yeah. And be like, wait, what? I thought, you know, let, hold on. Let me try to see what's going on. <laughs> and then go over there and buy the ticket. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll just see if there's anybody checking that front. And if there's not, I'm just gonna walk in. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not wasting no money if they just let niggas walk in for free. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be no goody two shoes and keep paying for movies if they just let people. Yeah, no, for real, shit, man, for real. <laughs> yeah, so all in all, good break, man. Enjoyed it. Glad to be back on the podcast with you, man. We know we're gonna have some fun this year. So, without further ado, um, let's get into some new releases, man. Uh, mm-hmm. now even though it's the first week of the new year, some may think the album of the year already dropped. <laughs> A.K.A. Charles Amenahu, friend of the show, mm-hmm. who called Gunna's last album one of the album of the year, and it came out in May. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he thinks this album is album of the year too. We got to reconnect with him at some point and see how he feels about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but Gunna did release uh, Drip Season 4, a.k.a. DS Forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess technically not an album, it's a project, mixtape, what have you. Y'all know how music works these days. But uh, pretty long project. The features are what you'd expect from a Gunna project. Uh, Young Thug is on some songs. Kodak Black, Lil Baby, G Herbo. Um, Chloe Savage. Bailey. 21 Savage was a great song as well. Chloe Bailey, who I don't know if they're dating. Yeah, I- I've heard it's, rumors. It sound like it in this song. <laughs> yeah, and we're gonna talk about that song because I yeah I have a lot to say yeah, about that. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it is a fairly lengthy project, about nineteen songs long and fifty. Actually, not too long. It's about an hour in yeah. length. So you know, a lot of two minute long songs. Y'all know how streaming songs works now. So yeah, yeah it's lengthy, but at the same time, short songs. So it's short, only so, about an hour. Yeah, short songs, but it's like a couple songs is like five minutes. The slower yeah. songs are a little longer. Yes. So, uh, Figgy, we'll start with you, man. What were your general thoughts on this album? Is it pig pen or qualified? Is is it album of the year already? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it could be, man. It's, it's January 8th. It's the first week of January of the new year. So right now he might it might be the album of the year so far. This is this is like week one highlights, man. Yep. <laughs> the week one MVP so far. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Yeah. But uh my first reaction to this album, um to me the first couple songs on here was I, I thought it was pretty strong. I didn't really care for the intro or or the first song Private Island. But yeah. uh pushing Pushing P featuring Young Thug um, and songs all the way down to, I want to say, A Lot of Cake. I was sold on it. I'm like, damn, this shit is, you know, the production on there was good. He had shit. Mike Will, he had all type of uh, producers on this joint. And um, it seemed like after that, it kind of slowed down to me a little bit. And I don't want to call it trash or whack or nothing like that, but I'm not really a fan of the slower, you know, the emo songs yeah. <laughs> from these guys. And it seemed like the album kind of went towards that mode, towards the end. And so I was a little disappointed. It started off strong, and then it, it kind of slowed down a little bit. But um, I really like the Push and P song. I like the um, the Mop song. And I love the 21 Savage song, man. That beat, that Mike Will... He he did his thing with that beat, man, and uh, it was something different. I I, I love that song a lot. I, I'm not sure. It seemed like that song was sampled from somebody. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I love that song. However, I feel like the rest of the album was a little slow. Now the you and me song <laughs> featuring Chloe. I cringe when I first heard this. I'm like, oh no, you you know, I know John B. Some people might look at him as a one hit wonder. Which wait, really? Yeah, I, he a one hit. Well, John, really, really, John B. Yeah, you feel like he a one hit wonder or no? No, really. Uh, he had. Uh, I don't nah, hear, he had. Uh, we only someone to love. Someone to love with Babyface. Mm. Are you still down with Tupac? Uh, this song like cool, relax. Nah, yeah. I can't say he's a one yeah, hit wonder. I, I, I feel like some people do feel that way because of, of the obvious song. 
that's the only song that really plays. That's the only time. That's the only time I hear John B. Unless I go searching for him. You talk? Are you talking about the song that was sampled here? They yeah, don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't never hear the other songs. I hear someone to love quite a bit. Really? And I hear uh, two, the dog. Are you still down? With Tupac? With Tupac, that song gets played quite a bit, man. Where at? No. <laughs> I, like, unless I go if, looking for it. If there's a '90s R&B playlist, I feel like there's definitely gonna be some John B. Are you still down with Tupac in there? I feel like that low key might be his most famous song. Really? Maybe it's just me. Maybe uh, I'm just. Well, uh, to be fair, I'm a little biased because my sister was a huge John B. fan. Oh, uh, okay. So she she had all the albums. She used to play it all the time. Maybe I'm a little biased. But I feel like I feel like he's more than a one hit wonder. I yeah, could be I, wrong. No, I agree. That, I agree. It's kind of it's kind of like the MC Hammer argument. A lot of people might say all he got is can't touch this yeah. because that's the one that's always played. But he got way more shit than that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I only hear that they don't know. <laughs> so that that's just me. But um, of course, I I, I got to be the old man on uh, to get off my line, man. I. I just think they shouldn't have touched this song, man. And I think it was even worse that he kind of sung it a little bit. <laughs> so I was just like, oh man, it's just some stuff you can't, you you can't do, man. You can't, you can't try to remake that type of song. Like I know, I know everybody doing this the trend, but I wasn't feeling that at all. <laughs> and uh, I I don't even think I got the Chloe part, man. I I just couldn't do it, man. <laughs> I don't even know how she sound. But I just couldn't do it, man. <laughs> what you was about to say? Now I was gonna say she actually improved the song quite a bit, mm. but she didn't do much on it. She only had a short little, basically singing the hook, mm. and then a little bit of the outro. But she didn't have like her own little verse on it. It was mm. just kind of. But she did actually sound. Honestly, I, I don't know if I've ever actually heard Chloe sing. I just see the thirst traps on the internet. Yeah, but <laughs> she actually can sing, man. I was mm. actually taken aback a little bit. She could actually she has, she has a little voice on her. Mm, okay yeah but yeah i agree with the song yeah at that point i'm like ah oh, man I, I was a little disappointed and the the rest of the album was to me i i didn't really care for it if it would have been if it would have been the first one two three four five six seven tracks i probably would have been like man this shit was fire everything on here was dope i could listen to it with no skips and just after that, man, it, I, I just wasn't feeling it, man. And so, uh, I, I, although I, I do think the first seven songs are strong, so uh, I won't say it's pig pen, <laughs> but I, I will say I was a little disappointed. I, li- I liked his first album better, so um, I, I will say this is still qualified, though. Qualified. Okay. Okay. Um, I gotta say, man, my thoughts are pretty much the same as yours. I thought it started off pretty strong. Um, I like the song with 21 Savage a lot. Um, cause, cause I, I think I would go further than seven songs. Some of the slow songs I thought were good. I thought Living Wild was really good. I thought South to West was really good as well. Um, I didn't get start to get really tired of the album until about track 15. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the everything past that I felt like could have been left off the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the production was really good. It was, the production is what you expect from a Gunna album. It's a lot of turbo, wheezy, 
that one song with Mike Will, two songs from Metro Boomin. Production's really good on the album. It's pretty much what you expect. If you're a Gunna fan, you're going to fuck with it. If you, I don't know, I wouldn't recommend it to somebody who hasn't heard of Gunna or is not already a Gunna fan. But uh, the album is, is solid, man. I can't hate on it. Uh, now, my take on that damn You and Me song, <laughs> it was like, look, I, my New Year's resolution is to just start to let shit go because I realize that's just what the world is today. I'm going to stop getting mad at these shitty ass remakes because it, they're not going to stop. Okay, they're not going to stop remaking movies for no reason. They're not going to stop remaking classic songs for no reason. They're not going to stop remaking video games. They're not going to stop. You ain't like Matrix. You ain't like the new Matrix. (laughs) We could get into that later, man. We're going to get into that later. Some movie reviews in a little bit. (laughs) But they're they're just not going to stop this shit. And I can't do anything about it. So that's just the way of the world today. And I'm just going to try to not let these things bother me. This, the music is hard because, you know, I'm a huge, you know, I love these original songs and I feel like these niggas ain't doing it justice. They ain't even trying. And yeah, gonna. The worst thing is when you sample John B singing on it. Yeah. I could take it if you just sampled the beat. Like, for example, Alicia Keys has a song out where she sampled a Sade beat. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like the song at all, but I'm like, OK, at least you didn't like straight up jack her vocals and straight yeah. up jack like she just sampled the beat and the melody but she didn't actually take you know so we're not comparing and contrasting Sade versus yeah. Alicia Keys yeah he actually sampled J- John B singing on it mm-hmm. then he starts singing yeah <laughs> and it's like man who who would think that gonna sounds good on this track yeah like I, what what I know he does whippets I know he does. <laughs> he stays high. I don't know what he was on when he recorded this, man. <laughs> it, it was it was awful, dog. And it's like, I, I think Gunna is one of the better melodic rappers. But don't conflate that with singing ability, man. Like, you're not yeah. a singer. You, you, can, you can have a lane with this emo rap music and stay in it. But do not cross into real R&B, please. <laughs> like I'm at, like I'm begging these rappers, man, just stop thinking that you actual R&B singers. Yeah, it, it don't sound good, man. Nobody's gonna remember this song in a <laughs> month. Besides embarrassment for everybody involved. <laughs> yeah. If you want to make a little song dedicated to Chloe, and the, I don't like people like making old songs vulgar too. Yeah. Like I, I'll fuck you right out. Like man. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's see, that's the great thing about '90s R&B because it, you know, uh, with exception to like R. Kelly, who you know, he got, he was a little edgy, but it still yeah. wasn't as edgy as today's R&B, or uh, I would say blunt. But uh, I appreciate the uh, '90s R&B because they was a little more sexual, but they, it was still clean. <laughs> you could still play it on the radio. And yes. now it just sounds crazy for you to be cussing your ass off on the Aaliyah song or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang, this was a smooth song. And now yep. you sitting here talking about dick and pussy and Yeah, I'll fuck you, make you squirt. Like, yes. come on, man. Nobody wanna hear that shit on some <laughs> R&B music, dog. Yeah. Like, keep that shit for your rap song, man. But 
Yeah, that that song was awful. That song is pig pen status. I'll say that much. <laughs> pig I don't, pen mentality. I usually don't rate single songs on albums, but I have to rate that one pig pen in particular. Yeah, uh, the the problem I had with that song too is like I don't have like I agree with you. I don't have a problem with him sampling it somehow and making it his own because look, look when you look at you know let, let's take Robin Thicke for example that song that Blurred Lines the one you know that obviously came from Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. like he didn't straight up jack the hook you know what I mean like at least Pharrell remade the beat or something and they, yeah. you know they kind of made it theirs but it, you know with a similar style but yeah. like don't like I will, I will really fucking hate I will probably hate Pharrell if they actually kept the Marvin you know, put the Marvin Gaye hook in there and had Robin Thicke sing the Marvin Gaye part. I was just like, nah, man, that's that's straight. To me, that's straight up Jack. I know we think he jacked the song anyway, but mm-hmm. that's just straight up not even original. <laughs> and that's how I felt about this Gunner album. Man. I mean, the the that song. Like, he could at least took the melody or something. Yeah, mixed it up, chopped it totally up the different. sample. Yeah. Like I like, for example, uh, an example of a good way to remix a John B song is what Drake did on Take Care when he did that song. He took that John B song calling on you and remixed it for the song Cameras. Mm. But he made it like a whole different vibe, man. It was a whole different vibe from what the original John B like. He kept the John B hook, but he that's one of my favorite Drake songs, actually. And he remixed the whole vibe to worse and completely different song. And it was actually some creativity behind it. Yeah. Shit like this is just lazy, man. Like it's just yeah. lazy to me. And I just didn't. Yeah, I, it, it was a mess. He, to me, at this point, he could at least got John B on it. <laughs> like yeah. you better like uh Summer Walker did did that with Usher, the uh You Make Me Wanna. And, you know, you can feel how you feel about the song, but at least she had him on it <laughs> and where it was like, OK, that's cool. He, you know, he hopping on his remade song, but at least he was fucking on it. You could at least have John B on the hook or something and you just yeah. did the rest or something. I don't know, man. I just did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe John B was probably better to stay away from this one, though, man. <laughs> like, I, I think it was better for his career to stay away from this version and just collect the paycheck and keep it moving. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. So that that song aside, the rest of the album is pretty good, man. Some of the songs are a little too emo for me. Um, Die Alone was a little too emo for me, man. Um, I also, I don't know how you feel about this. I kind of feel like this was an odd time to release this album because I mean, usually like what one of dropped in May, that was like a summer, a nice song for the summer. You know, a lot of these songs are more upbeat, up tempo going outside, going to, I don't know if niggas go, go to clubs still, but the function, whatever you want to call it. Like it was more outside music on this album and like now we got snowstorms and shit. Like yeah, people all outside. Yeah. People now it like it would be a thing if it dropped like New Year's week or New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. But this drop like when people are going back to work, going yeah. back to school. It seems like a weird time to drop an album, especially with a vibe like this. I kind of feel like people aren't really f- ready for this type of music right now. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. that's kind of how I felt when I heard Gunner was dropping this week. I was like, 
Why this week? Yeah. Why not push it back a little bit? Maybe he has something else coming out later. I don't know. Mm. But I was like, why not release it New Year's when people are still going out, have time off from work, you know, are in a party mood or whatever. But now it was kind of the vibe is kind of weird now, man. Maybe yeah. it's just me. No, no, I agree. And plus, I think to to be honest, unless you're a major artist, I think it's kind of strange dropping this early in the year anyway, because yeah. we probably gonna forget about this album. And I think it's a <laughs> I think it's a good album, man. I think it's cool. But December I mean, it's January eighth, man. Like, are we gonna be talking about this album in in June? <laughs> I'll give it May or June. Are we going to be talking about this album then? And I I just think it's a struggle to, you know, to even be in that conversation, man. Unless you unless you Beyonce or Kendrick or something like that, you know, then that album will travel. But somebody like Gunner, I just feel like he need to drop more towards the middle, you know, around the summer and or even towards the end of the year, man, around maybe October, November or something. That way it could kind of pick up and it will at least be in the conversation of album of the year, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though it might not be the album of the year. Yeah, my my only thought is maybe he has another project coming out later. Cause he did mention this is the last of the drip season series, <laughs> which is like, what the fuck does that mean, man? <laughs> like like, like so the you're album just gonna, will be something totally different from then. Right? <laughs> like, this could have been called anything. If <laughs> we're going to keep it real. Yeah. He announced it like it was a big deal. Like, oh, this is the last of the Drip I don't understand. I don't understand like, why people do that, man. Because, like, I respect people like Fabulous because he, he had a lot of mixtape themes. And I want to say the last one was the, uh, I forgot the name of it, the Soul Tapes. Mm-hmm. Soul tapes. It, uh, it had a certain thing to it where a lot of sample, like a dope ass samples, and he was like, "This is my last one. I'm doing to this because he usually don't do that type of shit." And so I, I kind of understand that part, <laughs> but gonna make the same type of music, yes. regardless. <laughs> so this, this being called drip season means nothing. So, so is he not? It is he not anything? Is he not talking? Is he not going to talk about drip? <laughs> no more or something. Like, <laughs> the theme of the album or something. Like I, I just don't get that, man. It was a marketing thing. It's, I think it's it not like, like dedication, some, right? Or something like that. Or blueprint. Like I mean, even blueprint could have been called anything too. Like, it, like let's be real. Yeah. Like I, I blame Jay for this. I know we praised Jay in the beginning, but now his retirement, his fake ass retirement, is the spawn of all this bullshit we have this is my final <laughs> this my project. last one <laughs> this my last version of drip season like nigga whatever i don't know what that means <laughs> it could have been called anything it could have yeah. been called money it could have been called <laughs> like it could have been called yeah. anything man but whatever <laughs> so uh that being said so i'll just get to my score i would say it's qualified man qualified Good start to the year. Like some, I know people are trying to get in the gym now. Some good gym tracks in there to get you motivated, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, like I said, I think it's kind of a weird time to drop. I'll probably forget it even came out in about three weeks. So, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, good thing to keep the, uh, get the new year popping. But we got to address this too. How do you feel about this beef between Freddie Gibbs and Gunna? That came out seemingly out of nowhere. Now he did. Gunna had a line, 
And this actually kind of threw me aback because I had to actually listen to Gunna lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> like, usually you're not even paying attention to what he's saying, man. You're just kind of feeling the vibe and vibing out because you don't even... Nigga be mumbling at the time, too. Yeah. But apparently he had a... Uh, during a rollout to this mixtape or project or whatever, he mentioned that he had something for Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Fred, I forget what the tweet actually said. It was, it was like, like uh, Fred, fucked up. the ground was fucked up, so I didn't want to repeat it. It was this, like a, this it album about to make Freddie Gibbs uh, big or something. I don't know. Or yeah, something. <laughs> but uh, you know, of course, uh, Freddie Gibbs, who lives for this type of shit, um. You know, went back and forth with Gunna, talked about Gunna being on Crime Stoppers, <laughs> and and uh, he ain't like, and, and so they went back and forth a little bit, and Gunna did have a line on, I believe it was what song was it? It was uh, Poochie Gown, and now this was not a Freddie Gibbs diss song; it was just a bar, and he basically says something. I'm paraphrasing. He says something like, uh. I don't fuck with Freddie Gibbs, niggas telling fibs, mm. or some shit like that. It was nothing. It was, <laughs> you know? it was it was pretty much the same level of the Joe Budden disc with the Migos. It was just kind of like just real short, just yeah, just it real was a short. throwaway bar. Yeah, I don't even know why he even you know boosted this like it was, he was super about to go ra- in. It was super random. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like so, he needed something to rhyme. So he rhymed Freddie Gibbs and <laughs> Gibbs and Fibs. Fibs. Yeah. Like, who the fuck even says Fibs, man? That was such a struggle <laughs> bar. I, I was disappointed because I was actually expecting, like, okay, it's gonna gonna be lyrical with this diss. Uh, and then I heard it. I was like, that's it? You expected too much, man. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but I was like, hey, maybe he gonna actually surprise me and be rapping, rapping. Because you can't, like, look, Freddie Gibbs is a rapper, rapper. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna go at him, like, for example, Lil B, when Lil B went at Joe Budden, we found out Lil B could actually rap. Yeah. <laughs> and I was expecting maybe something like that from Gunna, but no, it was a, some a kind of a bullshit bar. But how do you feel about this beef that kind of came out of nowhere, man? And who do you think, like, what do you think about it in general? What are your thoughts on this Freddie Gibbs versus Gunna shit? To be honest, man, I'm kind of worried about Freddie Gibbs, man. Like, I don't understand how is he getting into all of this bullshit, man. Because this ain't no, he ain't beefing with niggas that's really that really getting in. He not beefing with niggas like Pusha T or niggas that actually rap super good or on his level type shit. It's like, like why should you keep going back and forth with academics? And why is why is Gunna stepping in and saying something? Like after a while, man, I would have to just look in the mirror. Like at, at myself, like why is why am I beefing with these type of dudes at this moment? Like what is he what is he doing at this point? I'm not sure how the beef started. I'm not sh- because Gunna don't really beef with anybody, man. Th- those type of dudes don't be beefing for real. They all cool with each other. So I I just don't understand you know what made Gunna say that little that little tiny line. <laughs> and at this point, I, and uh, Freddie Gibbs kind of had a, I don't want to say a rough year, but it had been a rough couple weeks for him, you know, with the Jim Jones shit, him going back and forth with academics, and now it is. It's like, man, like, 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's starting to get a little embarrassing, man, because I like Freddie Gibbs a lot. <laughs> and this type of stuff, it kind of, you know, it ain't going to steer me away from his music. But after a while, it's like, damn, like, <laughs> like this is this the same dude as being fucking weird on Twitter and arguing back and forth and keep posting this damn bunny? And like, is this the same guy? <laughs> so I just don't. I just don't get it, man. It kind of made me look at, at Freddie Gibbs a little weird because you don't see Gunna doing this with everybody. It'd be one thing if he was doing this with everybody, but this is like so fucking random. It was, it's kind of funny, man. It, it it really put me in mind of the Migos line, the, you know, whatever. I think I forgot what they said about Joe Button, but it was kind of random as fuck. It, it was expected a little bit because we know the history, but, um, it was kind of random like that. <laughs> so it, it, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, I actually looked up on where this actually came from. I guess Freddie Gibbs took a shot at Gunna last a couple years ago, talking about Crime Stoppers, back when that video first came out. Uh, to, okay. To clear the record, he was never actually on Crime Stoppers. Yeah. He I was think on he played a, the record too. Yeah, it was a CNN segment, and I think he was talking about something uh, his cousin was allegedly involved with, and I guess Gunna was talking about what actually happened, and people thought that was snitching. Yeah, Gunna had to be with somebody. He was like twelve years old or thirteen yeah. years old too at that time. Yeah, so people were acting like that was snitching or whatever, and I guess Freddie Gibbs because he's. Freddie Gibbs is the type of nigga who has something to say about everything. Yeah. Yeah. He always has something to say about anything that's going on. He's kind of like a gossipy ass dude, which is kind of whack. Like, he's one of my favorite rappers too, man. But every time some of this shit goes down, he goes lower and lower on my list, man. I'm like, the goodwill of the Mad Lib projects can only take you so far. Yeah, you know, I, if you if you come across as lame so often, it, it, it kind of affects you, man. Yeah, I, don't know. I, th- I think with him, man, uh, see, I don't have a problem with what he do, but it don't really match with how, uh, him as a rapper. No, just imagine somebody like push. He, I feel like he should be moving like Pusha T. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't really weigh in on other people. Don't get into the entertainment bullshit, joking around and stuff like that. It'd be one thing if he wasn't that type of rapper. And you know, I, honestly, I would like to uh, for him to get on a podcast or something, start a podcast. He seemed like he he might, you know, be entertaining on that. But his music and his catalog don't really match that. <laughs> his music, if you heard his music and didn't know who he was, you'd think like, oh shit, he like a real street nigga. You know, he one hundred. He you know, he don't be with that bullshit. But he be with all the bullshit on Twitter. It's like, damn, at this point, you need to take this nigga phone, man. <laughs> and you don't usually say that shit to, like, real street niggas. Real street niggas don't be weighing in on Gunna and what he's wearing and, you know, <laughs> and little shit like that. You don't see you don't see people doing that. Yeah, man. And, and the Jeezy thing was one thing. I think we all gave the Jeezy thing a pass because he actually, that was something he was actually involved with. He worked with Jeezy. He was signed to Jeezy. So, yeah. like, at that time, we we're like, okay, that's fair. You want to shoot it, you know, take shots at Jeezy, fine. But then it, it happened with everybody. And after a while, it gets tiring, man. This shit with academics been going on for like two years now. Nobody gives a fuck anymore, man. It's, 
it's getting annoying with him, man. It's hard to stay on some of these rappers or be a fan of some of these rappers when you oh. have unlimited access to their thoughts and they be on some bullshit a lot of time. I don't but. understand how niggas argue with people over the internet that long, man. Like I be like I got to the point where niggas be you know saying slick shit under my comments and all that stuff. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I might say something, but after that, man, I'm like, nope. I'm just moving on. I ain't yeah. about to keep going back and forth with nobody, man. <laughs> no, nah. I, I ain't about to go back and forth with a nigga with a, a American flag as a profile right. picture or a, a dog as a profile picture, something like that. Like I ain't got. I don't see how people do that shit, man. <laughs> And that, that's some kid shit, man. Like I, I always look at people who be going back and forth with some random on Twitter. I'm like, man, you really ain't, ain't got nothing better to do. Both of y'all, exactly. I'm like, who gives a <laughs> fuck, man? Some people yeah. do that shit to me too. I, I just ignore it. Yeah, they like, just don't give a fuck. I said something about the Matrix movie, and some random guy I don't even follow somehow found the tweet and was talking about the movie and how good it was. <laughs> and I'm like, and it was just days after I tweeted this shit. So I'm like, okay, I ignored this shit completely, man. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> that was weeks ago, motherfucker. Yeah, somebody tried to come at me because um, I um, I, I want to say I made a comment about the a- Asian dog chick on that podcast with those mm. dudes. And I was like, hey, you can hop on the Just Juice podcast. We don't do that shit. We, you know, you had some fun with us type thing. And, um... I think somebody replied talking to uh I forgot what what he said. But I'm like I ain't even paying no attention, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I I checked his Twitter out just to see what what he's about. And you could tell he's one of those dudes that hate women. <laughs> you know the hate women niggas. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah, that like oh, he's right. Kevin Samuels is right. Yeah. And, you know, he was one of those. I'm like, "Oh, get the fuck out of here, man." I ain't about to be arguing back and forth with you. <laughs> yeah, some nigga that don't get pussy. Like, yeah. fucking get out of here, man. Feel like men should get the child support. <laughs> yeah, men's right. There's been a whole, that's whole, that could be a whole podcast in itself, man. These This rise of these men who are just these incels, as they call them. Yeah. Who want to just trash women and say it's women's. It, like it's, uh, it's so funny because I, I've been seeing as of late, a lot of women just saying, man, niggas don't need podcasts. Like I'm staying mm. away from a man who have a, I'm like, where's all this coming from? We, you know, we are two men who podcast. I'm like, where, what's wrong with that? And then I start seeing random niggas podcasts and how they be trashing chicks and, one podcast was shitting on black women. It, it was this dude that was black as midnight. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I don't, you know, I don't fuck with the dark chicks. I don't fuck with the, I don't fuck with the black chicks, and you know, because they too get." He was just saying some wild shit. I'm like, "Damn, I, I understand why women <laughs> feel like this at this point. I can't even sit there and defend it when you see a bullshit like that. I'm like, damn." Yeah, but, but here's the problem, man. And those people don't really realize, like, a lot of these people do that shit just for the attention. Clout yeah. is the most important thing in social media now. And they don't matter if it's good or bad. People act like, oh, you never want to be the main character on Twitter. Well, a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, people love attention. And if these shitty podcasts with these shitty takes go viral, they will find some people who agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. Some lonely, agitated men out there who gonna say, "Hey, this nigga spitting," mm-hmm. and now by you putting it on your own timeline, you're promoting it unwilling, unwittingly. Didn't even know it. You're yep. promoting it to people who didn't see it before, 
and might agree with this. So either way, they win. Yeah. You know, even if it all might not Twitter be- seem like they shitting on them, you're helping them out by bringing them views. Yeah. People don't understand that, man. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't retweet it. Don't add your commentary yeah. in it. Don't act like all men think like this. Don't act like all women think like this. Just because that's supporting it. Pushing, it. That's support- when you retweet it or like it or and talk about it. That's supporting it. Exactly. People don't realize that, though, because they want to get their take in and, you know, mm. have some commentary like everybody else. Like y'all, y'all feeding the problem. People don't realize yeah, that. that but. Yeah, that's kind of like when you look at politics and you see somebody that just go towards a certain way just mm-hmm. to get the attention of the other people that way. So it's like, you know, I just seen people that's like, hey, let me go left field or let me go total right or whatever. And, you know, they got an audience over there that that like that shit. So they keep doing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's kind of the same shit Kevin Samuels did. He um, he started trashing women a little more, started getting way more views. So he kept yep. doing that. <laughs> and he said he wasn't even like that. He was, you know, he was bigging up women and he said he wasn't getting no views. So the, I think that's how a lot of people work. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people don't have integrity, man. Yeah, like no integrity. it'll be. It would be easy for us to get up and just say some bullshit we didn't believe in to try to go viral. Mm-hmm. But like, we ain't going to do that, man. I'd rather have two listeners a week and say how we really feel than yeah. try to create some fake ass shock value and yeah. try to cater to some fucking weirdos online and yeah. build an audience like that, man. I, I, I never care for that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, that, and that's why I really appreciate us because I, we talked about it before, man. Like, we real particular about guests. <laughs> like, I like I don't. I, I said it from the beginning. I I wouldn't want Takashi Six Nine on the podcast. I just feel like that's you know yeah that might bring us the you know views and all that shit. But I I just to me I just had too much integrity, man. It's like what what do I got to talk about with him? And you you kind of see how he act in real life. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, you know, I I feel like we're fine without that. <laughs> I, I feel like we wouldn't get anything interesting out of him, and it, it, yeah. So so just certain people is like, uh, I don't, you know, I, some people some people like that shit, man. They want the bullshit. They want the bullshit on the podcast because they know that's gonna bring, you know, people in. But I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to be that type of podcast, a, a messy ass podcast. No, I agree, man. And like, even when we talk about relationship stuff, we always try to have like a alternate view or yeah. bring in a woman to balance things out. Like, that's why yeah. I don't want to ever be just me and you talking about women. Yeah. Like, we got to bring a woman in and have her perspective, too. So, yeah, nah, it, it, like, look, we're in the cloud culture. People got to realize you're feeding the beast when you retweet and comment and hate. And put that shit out there. So just ignore shit you don't like on social media. You ain't got to put your input into everything. Because half these niggas don't even believe the shit they're saying. They're just saying it to say something and go viral. Mm-hmm. So don't help them out. Yeah. Um. Now, that was a huge sidebar. Where were we at? Yeah, okay. Yeah, New we- releases. <laughs> uh, uh. Now, there was something that came out a few weeks ago. End of the year. We're on a break. We didn't really talk about it. But Nas and Hit Boy had a surprise release. It actually came out, I want to say, on Christmas or Christmas Eve. I think so, Eve. or that week. Yeah, that Friday, I, know it came out I that want week to say. Yeah. Sure. It, it, yeah, it came out Christmas Eve. 
Yes, and uh, it is a surprise project. Now, officially, this is, I guess, more of a mixtape slash EP. Nas mm-hmm. says on the album or project that is more of a uh, preview or something to hold Nas fans over until King's Disease King is 3. Dead 3. King's, King's Disease. Disease 3. King's mm-hmm. Disease 3. Um, which will probably come out sometime this year. Uh, but they dropped it. So technically, Nas dropped two projects in one calendar year, which yeah. I don't know if he's done that ever. Yeah, three projects in two years. <laughs> yeah. So surprisingly, you know, Nas is very motivated working with Hit Boy and is putting a lot of more more content out. I am mad at it. Yeah. Uh so this project, I'll talk about it real quick. It, it, I thought it was okay. Um there wasn't any features really. ASAP Rocky was on one song, which was surprising. You know, half retired ASAP Rocky, <laughs> who will probably never make another album again, mm-hmm. apparently. Rihanna rubbing off on him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> if the pregnancy rumors are true, I think he's probably done rapping, man. Yeah. I think he's set for life now. So uh but he did appear on this album and he actually had a pretty good verse. I was shocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know ASAP could actually rap. <laughs> I thought I can only say shit like Trill and Candy Paint and other Houston Jack and shit, but uh, he was rapping on that song, man. I was shocked. Uh, the, the album is pretty much what you expect. Like, you know, they're a good duo, Hit Boy and Nas. There were some beats I didn't like, I gotta be honest. Uh, mm-hmm. I was not feeling ugly. Mm. That song was just, you know, that beat was, did not do anything for me. Uh, Content wise, it's what you'd expect. Like, look, dope beats, dope rhymes. I kind of, when I first heard this came out, I kind of wanted to hate because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Nas is one of those artists that should be rare, mm-hmm. and you should be really excited when Nas drops. Kind of like Jay, yeah. You know, Jay definitely ain't gonna drop once every two years, even at this point. Yeah. You know, when we get a new Jay project, it's a huge deal. Yeah, and it used to be the same way with Nas, but now it seems like we're getting a lot more from Nas. And at first, I wanted to hate, but after thinking about it, man, like who gives a shit? You know, yeah. if he's keeping his fans happy, what's wrong with that? Music is not like it used to be. You got to accept that now. Dropping music is easy. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is upload shit now. You ain't got to press albums and do physicals and shit. So. Why not take advantage of the streaming era and just drop a lot of content for your fans? I can respect it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest Nas fan, so I'm not going to say I'm going to go back to this album. But it was cool for what it was, man. It took a nice little nine-track preview for the next King's Disease album with Hit Boy. So I will go ahead and give it a qualified rating. Qualified. What about you, Thick? What do you think about it? Um, I, I like this project a lot, man. I um, actually played it probably about three or four times man it's oh, wow is is to me it's easy to ride to um and to be honest man you mentioned how um you was kind of you kind of wanted to hate but you kind of glad that he you know dropping music i'm glad he really dropping music too because it was a point of time where re- remember the whole Nas album is done shit from dj yes. Khaled. yeah and it seemed like he was never dropping anything like he wasn't doing music and then the Kanye shit happened, and you know a lot of people didn't like the album at all. 
and um, it seemed like now he found this perfect match, man. Because what was the one thing that people didn't like Nas for? It the was beats. the beats, the production. And now it seemed like he just found this new flame. And like I like I don't know how often they be in the studio, but it seemed like they and they locked in all the time now. And it's good to see somebody like Nas at his age, you know, getting that, you know, flame back, man. Because I thought it was gone, man. I didn't think we would we would get anything close to this. Especially after the Nas, uh the the Kanye project, which I I didn't think it was that bad, but I understand <laughs> You know, when you got Kanye, you expect way better than that. And um, yeah, man, I I I really like this. I'm I'm excited for King's Disease Three, and it's good to see somebody like this. You know, just dropping shit. He's not going Gucci Mane or Lil Wayne mm. with it, but um, you could tell he really motivated. He really locked in, and he ain't even got to do this, man. He could easily just drop one and dip off in a couple years and drop another one. But, you know, somebody like him who got other shit going on and, you know, he don't have to make another album again. But uh, for him to do this for his fans and you can tell he doing it for the love, he not, you know, he ain't doing it for the money. I, I'm just happy to see this, man. It's, it's, it's really good to see Hit Boy pretty much rejuvenate Nas. I, I would have never thought I'd say that ever. Yeah. Like I would have thought it had to be a Just Blaze or a Swiss Beats or um, DJ Alchemist or somebody, Alchemist, yeah, yeah. But out of all people, Hit Boy, <laughs> it's like, damn, is this the same Hit Boy that did shit with mm-hmm. Drake mm-hmm. and you know some current songs? So this is, I think this is dope, man. I, and I made a comment before, like. Damn, what happened? You know, I uh, I wonder what would have happened if he did this, if he linked up with Hit Boy right after that. Um, I I, I call it the Khalees breakup album. <laughs> but um, oh, life is good. Life is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder um, if he would have linked up with Hit Boy around that time after that album, how how people would view Nas because I feel like not after after that album, I feel like people kind of. I don't want to say left Nas for dead, but it was, you know, that him. It and was J- quiet over there. Yeah, yeah, that him and Jay-Z, you know, Jay-Z was already up, but that race was our Jay-Z way up here at this point. And I, I wonder if he would have linked up with a good producer like that early on. I wonder what the conversations would be as far as Nas, because I, I feel like it's picking up now. But I wonder what it would have been if he would have worked with Hit Boy or somebody like that earlier on. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it's kind of hard to tell because Hit Boy wasn't Hit Boy back yeah. then either. So yeah. a lot, a lot of times things just happen when they're meant to happen. Yeah, and I think this happened when it was supposed to happen. So yeah, it's good better. For it's them. better late than never, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. So, but so. In, anyway, I, I I like the project a lot. I'm gonna give it qualified. Qualified. And ASAP Rocky did his thing, man. Like just like he you did. said, I was surprised, and he 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 can't be. On there talking about some candy paint shit <laughs> on a song with Nas. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I like that joint. I, I like the DJ Premier beat or the collab beat. It, it was dope, man. I agree, man. Looking forward to the new album from Nas. <laughs> um, 
I'm still not putting them. Oh yeah, one 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 sidebar though, real quick. You know, it, it's always funny when old rappers remind you that they're old because <laughs> Nod's got a song called Meet Joe Black. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I when I saw that, like I liked how you kind of flipped it, but this is a reference that you gotta be 30 years old to understand at least. Yeah, like from, nobody from remembers from no that movie. fucking yeah, from with uh, Brad Pitt, which is not even like nearly his most famous movie. Yeah, but, I actually like, forgot about that movie. That's a bar that could have dropped in like 2009, 2008, maybe. <laughs> and he dropped it like, got a song, Meet Joe Black. Like, watch some new movies, Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody remembers no fucking Meet Joe Black, man. That's not a classic by any means, but I just thought it was funny when. When Nas reminds you when he's that he's old when he talks about some shit, I just think it's kind of funny. But yeah, no, nah, I agree nah, with that. Good, good project, man. It was a good project. Um, oh yeah, Earl Sweatshirt dropped a new song. I'm excited about it, man. I, it was left field. The, the song's called Titanic. Uh, not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, I had uh, to double more, check to see if it was yeah, him. <laughs> if it was really him. Yeah. Uh, from what it sounds like, this album might be all over the place, man. Uh, but look, I'm an Earl fan. I'm here for it. I like the song. I'm looking forward that forward to the album. So I'll go ahead and get that single or Lucy, whatever you want to call it. New track off the new album coming this month. I'll say it's qualified. Qualified. I'm looking for the album, man. That's going to be one of my most anticipated releases in a while. I'm a big Earl fan, so. Yeah, good shit, man. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's qualified too. I I liked it, and I I got a question for you. I I wonder if Earl Sweatshirt is. I wonder if he's a little motiv- motivated by Tyler the Creator, because it seemed hmm. like it seemed like um because we we all know the year Tyler had that album that uh, it was a dope album, and he said he was motivated, and you know we could kind of see it in the music. This one is it kind of seemed like like I would be surprised if he linked up with Tyler at some point and you know got motivated because it seemed like a spark that happened where you know he seemed happy and his other songs it didn't seem like he was that happy that the music was a little darker and you know the rhymes was kind of like you know the flow was kind of I don't want to call it lazy but it was kind of dark to me but this one seemed kind of upbeat, like you could throw that on in a radio mix. And so I wonder if if Tyler, the creator, you know, maybe that album motivated him a little bit to, you know, get back into, you know, not mainstream music, but kind of make more, you know, today's music, I guess. I think it's possible, man. That's actually a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, I know uh, a few years ago, his music was darker because his dad had just died yeah. um, and that took a toll on him. That's what a lot of some rap songs was about, you know, mm-hmm. him kind of dealing with grief. Uh, but now I think he's in a better space. I think he just had a kid mm-hmm. recently. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, yeah, I think he generally he probably has a brighter outlook on life. Plus, I do think like at one point, Earl was definitely considered like the best rapper out of Odd Future. Yeah. You know, there was a lot of hype when he came out. He wasn't in prison. He was like in some weird boarding school in Africa or some shit. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but when he came back, when the group was popping and it was everybody was looking forward to it because he was like the most lyrical out the group. Mm. And even Tyler said this, man. But mm. now when you look at 
the collective. Now, it's kind of like Method Man was never the most lyrical out of the Wu-Tang. But he but was the he star. he was the most famous. Yeah, he yeah. was the star. Yeah. He was doing the movies. His music did the most on the charts because he was the most known, most personality-wise. You know, he yeah. was more entertaining. He had the and better And he was still image. a great rapper, too. Yeah. yeah. And he was still a great rapper. Mm-hmm. But I think that's kind of like what... like. Earl is like, I don't like to compare different groups and eras and shit, but if you had to, Earl is more like the ghost face or inspector deck. Yeah. And Tyler is the method man. Yeah. No, and I agree I, with that. That's a good comparison. I think it's definitely like that. So I kind of, it is possible that he's looking at Tyler like, look, you know, he's doing all this shit. I got to step my game up too, since he's reinventing himself and not dropping the same type of music over and over again. So, it might have a point, man. It might maybe they have some conversations. I don't know how the relationship is right now, yeah. but I won't be surprised if that plays some kind of part in in his new upbeat sound. Like for a while, it sounded like he was about to fall asleep on some songs, man. Yeah, like it was very <laughs> monotone, yeah. very low key, and now he is very vibrant. You can hear his delivery. You can hear every bar, mm-hmm. and it seems like it's more energetic in general, man. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what to expect from this new project, but I'm looking forward to it. I hope I mean, if it sounds close to what Tyler is doing, man, this is going to be an excellent album, in my opinion. I think if he if he had the same sauce as Tyler as far as production, I I, I would be super excited, man, because, I, you know, I don't have a problem with his other music, but I kind of want to hear some more current <laughs> yeah. current Earl. Earl in these times where I could actually play it and it sound good and not, mm-hmm. you know, some other stuff where I can't really bump in the car, if that makes sense. Yeah, you got to be in the <laughs> headphones, in a, in a zone, you know, yeah. playing, kind, of, kind of depressed and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. So we'll see how it goes, man. It's supposed to be dropping later this month. Excited for it. Of course, we'll break it down and review it when that comes <laughs> out. Uh Oh, yeah. RIPs are in order. Uh, <laughs> some people have passed away. Uh, so R.I.P. to Sidney Poitier, R.I.P. Yeah. to John Madden, mm-hmm. and R.I.P. to Betty White. The Betty White shit is crazy, man. Yeah. Because dog, when I go to the grocery store, they actually put out that People magazine about her turning 100, and she died uh, the week, uh, like a day before the New Year's, right? Yeah. I think December 31st. Yep. She died. And yeah. there is, if you go to the grocery store it's, right now, you will see Betty White at a hundred. Yeah, like she's still alive, y'all. Yeah, and like she did not make a hundred. She died at ninety nine. Her her birthday was like January seventeenth, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that they 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 jinxed her. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, and it's funny because, like, you know, you know, a lot of people react to any death, no matter how old you are. They like, oh yes. my god, I can't believe this. But this is probably the one time where I'm like, fuck, man. Like, we would just celebrate. We were, like, I was seeing it on the time. It wasn't a thing where she was, you know, in the background or something. And we haven't heard from, we haven't heard from Matt, uh, John Madden in a minute. Mm-hmm. So that one was kind of like, damn, you know, he probably had health problems and stuff like that. You know, you know, he probably just chilling. But people was gearing up for this whole Betty White, uh, this magazine to be released. And then they was doing a celebration. I want to say the some some they, they was doing some type of celebration for a birthday, where you know I think AMC was going to um, play some 
play something, some type of special documentary or movie or you know, going something she was in. So it was like gearing up for that. So it's like we knew she was going to a hundred. <laughs> and you know, it was like a whole promotion thing. Her last tweet was saying, I'm excited to, you know, mm-hmm. turn one hundred and you know, excited for my birthday, blah, blah, blah. So I think that part hit me hard. Where I'm like, damn, man. She had a whole marketing thing. She thinking she about to celebrate the birthday and didn't make it, man. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> It, it was stupid to even hype this shit up, it, man. It, Let, I, let's I be was, real. I was about to say that, man. I don't know if it was a good idea to uh, plan a birthday for somebody who's older, you know. And 99 hope, years old. A strong wind could kill you at that point, man. Yeah. Like, let, let's be real. The human body is not really built to live to 100. Yeah. So it, it was silly of them to even make a whole thing of this before she actually turned 100. Like, it, it was just strange, man. Like, yeah. I know everybody loved Betty White. Everybody loves Golden Girls. I get it. But, like, look, man, that's a long life. Yeah. Too long, if you ask me. Yeah, that's kind of like, I don't know if you ever dealt with, you know, trying to get life insurance and all that shit. And it's a little different when you try to get life insurance at the age of 65 mm-hmm. or 66. There's a lot of restrictions because it's like, like nah, like, you might pass away tomorrow. You know what I mean? Is is a lot more restrictions than trying to you know get some life insurance at age twenty five, and I think at this point you, you you can't really plan something that long ahead, <laughs> expecting her to be here because you know she could have been the best of health, and you know something look when when God knock on your door. <laughs> You know, it might be time to go, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it it is is really no telling. It's not like planning me planning a birthday. Like this is somebody that's older who could go with any man, no matter how the hell he is, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I have some <laughs> thoughts on the general discourse about these deaths, man. Like, look, <laughs> I feel like it's okay to say R.I.P. It's, it's you know, of course, say R.I.P. Say we lost a legend. I understand that. Some of the reactions I don't understand, man. I understand people saying, no, 2022 sucks. Oh, this year sucks. Oh, 2022, fuck you. Oh, no, not Betty White. Not Sidney Poitier. Dog, all respect to Sidney Poitier, one of the greats of all time. If you took a poll of people and asked them, without looking up in the internet, if Sidney Poitier was still alive yesterday, <laughs> Most would think, say, no, I feel. <laughs> I feel, I, I honestly thought Sidney Poitier had already died. <laughs> like, re- on some real shit. Not even, not even being yeah. funny, man. I honestly did, didn't think he was still alive. He was 94 <laughs> years, about to be 95 years old. Yeah. Betty White was 99 years old. John Madden lived way longer than I thought he ever would. He died at like 88, I think, or 80-something. 80 85, something like that, yeah. John Madden been an old fat man my entire life since I was a kid. He was an offensive lineman. Old and fat. He was old when yeah. I was a kid, man. Yeah. So to for him to even make eighty was a miracle. <laughs> so for people, I understand the RIPs, but some people are saying like they're sad about it. Yeah. And, and saying, oh, 2022 sucks. Oh, <laughs> like, like, no, not Betty White. No, <laughs> teardrop emojis. Like, dog. Yeah. <laughs> that, most of us are not shit. 
as a black man, you're lucky to see 65. For real, man. At this point. For real. <laughs> so living to your 80s and 90s, I feel like when you die, there's nothing to be sad about unless you're in their family directly. You yeah. know, like, look, you know, it was going to end soon anyway. Yeah. Life well lived. You can't ask for more than that. Got to see all your kids grow up. Got to mm-hmm. see all this people succeed you and give you your flowers while you were there. So, yeah. Yeah. Some some of these reactions, y'all, y'all got to cool it out, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like me personally, you know, when I found out, I'm like, oh, damn. Because first, because I just saw them pumping up. I, I seen a promote. Yeah. You know, how you get the promoted tweets randomly mm-hmm. on your timeline and it was that it was like hey you know celebrating the you know the birthday uh betty white she turned 100 and you know i'm like oh okay you know i ain't really think nothing of it but um when i seen it i was just like oh damn she ain't even make it i was thinking like damn i wish she could at least made it to 100 but you know when it's time to go it's time to go i ain't really think nothing of it yeah. And, you know, with John Madden, we haven't seen John Madden in, in years, In a long man. time, man. He was a, once he walked away from broadcasting, I think that was, I think he was just in the background, man. I think he was just chilling, man. He, it's not like he appeared on Sports Center from here and there and stuff like that. He was just, he was, he was just gone. So when he died, I was like, oh, damn, that's, you know, oh, but that was it, man. It wasn't like he was part of my daily. He wasn't part of my yes. daily life. Actually, seeing him outside of the video game, but it wasn't like he was. You know, it wasn't like Stuart Scott or something. Yeah, or Kobe. Not even close to anything. Yeah, like that, man. It, yeah. It's kind of like we. You know, he got his flowers while he was here. He lived a long life, and you know, my my slogan is, you know, an older person when they tired and and ready to go, they gonna. They gonna go, man. They they not pissed or sad that they got you know they about to pass. You know it's, it's time for them to rest for good. Yeah. So you know I think I think he lived a long, amazing, amazing career, man. Like he, he, talk about football. He played football, coach, and got a legendary game. He, he have a yeah. Legendary he'll be game. immortalized, man. People yeah. who never even knew who John Madden was, they're gonna know the name. Yeah, my because wife. Because they're never gonna change the my, name of that game. My so wife's gonna be mad. My wife never even. She didn't even know he played football. Oh wow! So you know she don't watch sports none, but she had no. I, I told I told her like, yeah, he used to play in the league. He, you know, he won a Super Bowl as a coach, and you know, broadcast. I kind of gave her the timeline, and she like, oh okay. But yeah, it, it's kind of like the Jordan brand. The Jordan brand mm-hmm. ain't gonna die. <laughs> Unless they actually stop making the video game. Yep, yep, and they won't. So yeah. that's just gonna go on forever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> um all right, so let's let's get into some some topics, man. I'm trying to think what we should attack first. There's a lot <laughs> well, that went on. You wanna start with the stuff we missed? <laughs> or uh Yeah, we could we could do some stuff we missed. Uh so what did you think about Oh, we talked about Betty White. Uh, we we kind of touched on this a little early. Let's go revisit it real quick. Jay Z apparently, who I don't even know why he came out. I don't know what he's promoting at this point because usually he only talks he, to us when he has something yeah. selling. So he was actually on Twitter Spaces. Yeah, he was I did tw- hear that. He was I didn't tw- know why though. Yeah, I, you know what? Uh, it was Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys had a Twitter Space where she had a whole oh, okay. bunch of guests on. 
And one of her big guests was Jay-Z. He hopped on. So they were talking and he was uh, answering questions and stuff like that. It was pretty, it's always good to hear Jay-Z, man, in that type mm-hmm. of setting. Because we don't get no interviews from Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And it's good for, it, it's kind of good to hear his perspective on random things. And I'm glad somebody asked him about the verses. And uh, he mentioned how he do watch the verse. He, he felt like it was, you know, it was amazing for, you know, for um, hip hop. And it gave people their flowers and stuff. He, he was kind of breaking down a lot of the show. I'm like, damn, he actually do watch this. Because people like that, I feel like they don't be watching anything. They just be in a zone where they don't keep up with anything. But, um, yeah, he was actually keeping up with it. He mentioned it, you know how big the lots and dips set um, versus was and stuff like that. So, you know, he keeping up with it. <laughs> yeah, Jay-Z's always been observant, man. He's always going to act like he's too cool for school. But he's he's always, like, that's one thing Joe Budden has said, too, about him. Like, he's always up on what's going on in, in everything, in rap, business, social media. Like, he knows the rappers that are coming up that we ain't even heard of yet. Like, he knows what's trending on social. Like, he knows this shit, man. He does pay attention. And I'm not surprised if he watches verses. Um, now, the fact that he said that nobody can see him in the verses is what drew a lot of, uh, I guess, controversy. Yeah. A lot of people believe that's not true. A lot of people believe that he could do a verses and it would be competitive. Uh, I, for one, would love to see it. I know it's not going to happen. I know Jay-Z, let's be real, just a little too big for these versus battles yeah. and the production value just too poor to yeah. have him on at this point. Uh, but he definitely, I would love to see him in a versus. I think he could do a great one with Nas. I think even Lil Wayne at his best could do a good one. Uh, it would be kind of a weird mix of styles, but I mean, I'll be down for it. Um, that's really about it. That yeah. I can think of that could go against Jay. What do you think? That, what do you think about his claim? Who do you think could actually go against him if somebody did go against him? I think the I think the only one I think it's a couple people that can. I don't think anybody will win, but I think the people that can is uh, obviously Nas, uh, Lil Wayne, and I'll throw in even though they he's a you know cut from the Jay Z cloth Kanye. I yeah. think somebody like that could go against them. It might it might be a little weird because they both is not it wouldn't be like a verse, it's more like a homage. It it mm-hmm. kinda be more like, you know, uh Drake how he was doing with um with uh Kanye when they did that show together. So it might be something like that. It might be more love than actual going against each other type thing. But I think the one that I think the only one he could do or should do is Nas to me, man. It just makes so much sense because uh, their, you know, competitiveness during their whole career. And, you know, obviously the beef, but that beef is, you know, on the back burner at this point. But they've been compared to each other for years, man, starting in New York and and just even in any hip-hop debate. It's either Jay-Z or Nas, Jay-Z or Nas. What side are you on? I think that's the one that make the most sense. And even though Nas probably he he got enough songs, but obviously is not on the tier of, uh, of Jay Z. He you know he got the better production and all that stuff. So um, so I think Jay Z will obviously win that one. 
But I think for hip hop, I think it only makes sense for Jay to be Jay Z and Nas. And I was kind of confused because people keep keep throwing in Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. I'm like, why? I, I ain't really. Maybe my timeline was a little different, but I ain't really seen nobody, you know, caping for Nas. And that's to me, that's the only one that really makes sense because you know, although Lil Wayne is great, I just don't think that make um, that much sense to to put them on the same stage like that man i don't think that i think lil wayne do got some good music but to me their songs don't really sync the same so just imagine jay-z doing you know um something from reasonable doubt and then what what is lil wayne gonna come back with the lollipop yeah, is he gonna come <laughs> back with duffel the, 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 I mean, he ain't gonna play duffel the bad boys uh but is, yeah, is he going to come back with Lollipop or something? I just think, I, I like Lil Wayne too, man. And I think he's he's one of the greatest too. But I just think their music don't really sync the same. It it would be weird. And just imagine Jay-Z um, doing the verses and and after he do his classic song, then he, he got to stand to the side and let somebody else do their song. Mm-hmm. Like how crazy would that be? That's that's one of the reasons I feel like Jay Z won't do the uh, uh he he probably can't do a versus with anybody. It will have to be on his time and his way. And I think I think he he know he's a hip hop guy, and I think he knows the one person that will really make sense is Nas, because that's somebody he really respect. And you know he, you know they like each other music, man. And they, like I said, they kind of cut from the same cloth a little bit. And I think that's the only one that makes sense. I don't understand why nobody really talking about that. Everybody keep throwing out Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. It's like that's cool, but to me, sonically, it just don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I think if Nas and Jay Z did a show at Madison Square Garden. And had it like a versus format where Jay-Z got his 20 and Nas got his 20. That would be an incredible show, man. First off, they're great performers. I've seen both of them live at this point. Mm-hmm. Great performers can can stand on stage and do their instrumentals. Ain't no vocal backing track like all these versus bullshits have. And they could they're rappers, man. They're like they, they will stand there and perform and do their best. Um, and it would be a great show. Uh, and yeah, sonically, it would make a lot more sense. They came from the same era, mm-hmm. you know. They uh, Nas dropped in '94, Jay Z dropped in '96, but Jay Z's older, so it's like, like it would work out, man. Yeah. So they had run-ins with each other. They was, yeah. you know, yeah. They, it was always Jay Z Nas, Jay Z Nas, yeah, <laughs> Biggie Jay Z Nas, <laughs> yeah. Jay Z showed Nas the first tech. <laughs> then he was rapping about how he had the tech on the dresser. See, they, they, like, look, man, Jay Z, little bro, nice. So, look, the, it'll be a good, it'll be a great show. Um, and yeah, I don't understand Jay saying nobody can see him. Like, look, I get rappers supposed to be cocky, but just say you don't want to do a versus. I wouldn't yeah. understand that. Don't that you ain't got to lie and say nobody can see you. Yeah. Like, look, Jay. You can have a versus where it will be competitive, and he knows that too. I think deep down, he just a lot of people just don't want to do it, so they'll make up excuses. And I feel like that's what Jay did here. He said, "Well, nobody can see me. <laughs> nah, you could do one with Nas, and, yeah. and it would be a good one, man." And he knows that, but 
mm-hmm. whatever. That that's that rapper cocky confidence. If you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it, man. We understand <laughs> business wise, it got to make sense for Jay. You know how he is too. So it'll yeah. be like a title exclusive, probably something <laughs> where he gets the majority of the cut. But no, nah, he definitely could do a versus. Uh, he he was kind of on some bullshit, acting like nobody could see him. <laughs> got to say that, but. Yeah. How how do you see um uh, let's say he did do a verse let how do you see a um uh, uh Jay Z versus Lil Wayne versus going? Oh man. Like, like to be honest, like do you see who do you see it being competitive or do you see Jay Z winning in the last lie? Like how do you actually see see that going? See, that would be a versus where there would be no clear winner. And it would just be, okay, are you a Wayne fan or a Jay fan? Yeah. And I enjoy both of their music, man. Like, I'm a fan of both, to be honest. But if I had to pick a catalog, I would go with Jay, of course. But it would depend on, because, like, look, I think Lil Wayne is hit or miss live performing. Like, yeah. That's one issue. Like, he would have to bring his best and he would have to be actually rapping. Like, I don't know. I I think the part, see, with Jay-Z, I felt like, you know, we, we talk about a lot of bad Jay-Z songs. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jay-Z don't have a lot of bad songs. Even his worst songs or the songs we don't care for can beat people in the verses to me. I feel like Lil Wayne got a, he got quite a few songs where it's just like, ah, uh, <laughs> Or yeah. quite a few verses or features where it's just like, uh, like nah. And with Lil Wayne, I don't know where his mindset is. Where you know, is he gonna have that Gucci Mane uh, mindset where he gonna he might play some newer shit? Yes. And not play shit from Hot Boys, even though I don't know if he should play anything from Hot Boys because I feel like the crowd won't really resonate with that because Hot Boys wasn't all over the country at that time, but. You know, is he gonna play a lot of newer shit? Is he gonna play shit from Carter Five? <laughs> is he gonna, you know, do a lot of shit from Carter Four? So, you know, is he really gonna get to the real classics that we like, or is he gonna, you know, that that's the part I worry about. It's a lot of he got way more worse songs than Jay Z had worse songs. So I feel like it's possible for him to lose off of what he plays. <laughs> I agree. And some of this shit he might not play because relationships are different now. Like BMJR, Birdman Jr. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have to play that song in a versus. That's arguably his best song to me. Yeah. And But would he play that knowing how he fell out with Birdman, how there was some money owed? Like there's, there's so many things involved to where it's like, okay, would he even play anything off of Carter 1 or 2? Yeah, because of how things are with them now. So yeah. I don't know, man. It would all depend on that too, and it would depend on Wayne State. He can't be high up there, man. He got to be clear, sober, and focused. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know, man. We would have to see. I, I couldn't, but I would preliminarily, I would say Jay would take it easily. But you know yeah. how these J- Wayne fans are, man. They they yeah. not gonna let him take a loss no matter what he does. So yeah, and like the, I said, the, the discourse will be terrible. I'll say that much. The discussion online will be terrible. Yeah. Either way, yeah. And people don't realize this, man. Like I'm not, and I'm not just being a Jay Z dick rider or nothing, but 
literally he had B B size, C size, D size. He got we we played one of his songs that was a throwaway at the mm-hmm. beginning of the podcast, and that could beat a Lil Wayne song in my opinion. <laughs> and I mean songs you forgot about. It's like damn, this shit was hard, and yep. that might not even been Jay Z's best song, and that can beat niggas in the verses to me. And I I think that's tough. It, even even though I think Jay Z uh, would be smart with his playlist, even if he did get reckless and start playing some shit off a of four 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 or something, or some shit off a of blueprint blueprint three, I still think that have a chance to beat you know some shit Lil Wayne would play, or or anybody for that matter. And that's that's kind of tough to go against, man. That's why I I just don't see him losing. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I don't know. But honestly, yeah, I would not want to see Jay and Lil Wayne, man. Like, I get why people are saying it, because Lil Wayne was seen as the South version of Jay-Z when he was at the top, you know. So, like, I get it. He was calling himself best rapper alive. And it's like, okay, I get the reasons why people want to fantasize about it. But I feel like in reality, it would not be as good as we think it would be in our heads. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm cool on that. But yeah, Nas and Jay-Z would be dope. If they could work something out, that would be great to see. Let's real quick, let's stick to another versus uh, possible versus matchup. Okay. Now now your boy Lil Flip, man, he he talked to Vlad TV. Yeah, yeah. He said he said he he was charging two million to do a versus versus TI. But he dropped it down to five hundred thousand. Yeah, so oh, he said, only five hundred thousand. Okay, yeah, he said I I drop it down for that. But he said he he would like to do a versus with Ti. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how how you feel about that? Who you think will win? Look, man, I like Ti. No, not like Ti. I like Lil Flip. Uh, I think he got a bad rap. For things that happened during that whole T.I. beef, which was some fake bullshit T.I. made up to go pop. <laughs> uh, I think people disrespect Lil Flip and his catalog. I think he was a great rapper for his time. Well, good rapper. I don't know if I say great, but he was a good rapper. Had some good songs and freestyling. You know, he's one of the best in Houston at that. And that's saying a lot. That's not just me being regional. Like, there's a lot of great freestylers in Houston. Yeah. And Lil He's Flip is one of the better king. ones. Freestyle King, yes. So, I, I, like I said, I like Lil Flip. <laughs> but. This, versus, this versus would not go well for him. Uh, <laughs> T.I., let's be real, was relevant for far longer than Flip. Flip mm-hmm. had a nice run, respectable run. But his best 20 songs would struggle against T.I.'s best 20. Um, Lil Flip has some bangers. He has some hits. People ain't heard in a long time what people might be feeling. But T.I., as recently as, what, like 2015, 2016, he has some songs out mm-hmm. that people like people recognize now. So, look, it, it would <laughs> not go well for Flip. I think Flip just wants the paycheck. I think a lot of these people in verses just want the paycheck, and yeah. I, I ain't mad at it. But nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Houston go out like that. I gotta say, yeah. I don't want to see Houston go out like that to Atlanta of all places. <laughs> so nah, I can't. I can't ride with that. I don't want to see Flip versus Ti. I don't want to see yeah. it. Yeah, 
I ain't gonna lie, man. I was um, obviously I, I felt like Ti would, you know, he he got way more songs, so he will he he'll win this one. But I, I'm kind of intrigued by it to be honest, man, because I know Lil Flip got a lot of songs that people forgot about, and so it's kind of like, oh shit, I forgot about that, or you know, when I can do that, come on, it's like, oh shit, I think mm-hmm. I think it'd be a little interesting then, but obviously I think it'd get a little dry. After you know nine or ten songs, where it's kind of like how uh, you know, uh, kind of like with Bone, where people didn't recognize the song at all. So I, I feel like it might be somewhat like that. But also to me, um, we well, I brought this up before when you Ti got a lot of songs, and obviously he can't play everything. It it could be a thing where he plays some of the wrong songs and it could go in, in Lil Flip's favor, man. If he played, you could have whatever you like. Yeah. And that go uh, go up against, you know, I could do that or something. And depending on what the crowd is, you know, you never know how it can go. So uh, my, my point is, I'm not saying uh, Lil Flip will win. But... It, I, I think a lot of this, this is all pipe dreams, obviously, because um, oh, I, I think Ti will do okay in the verses, but I, I think I think Lil Flip would make it entertaining at least. It won't be like a, it won't be a dipset thing where you just close your eyes and you're embarrassed to be a Houstonian. I, I don't I, know, I, man. I, I, think, I think it could be that way, but I, like I said, I think it's a pipe dream. I'm, I'm digging, man, because I don't think Ti would drop the ball on his playlist. I think, yeah. I think he gonna be into that um, urban legend shit. He gonna, he gonna be into all them street, all the street songs and all that. So I don't think he gonna drop the ball like that. So it might, it, it's probably will look bad. But I, I do want I do want a little flip appreciation set or something, man. <laughs> I, I know Ti Ti might be the sexy pick because of the beef, but I, I, man, I wish I could see uh, little flip on the stage or something, man. Look, little flip is gonna be at the Houston Rodeo with Bun B and the rest of the Houston All Stars. So we could go there and get our little flip fix, man. That's like and, a good five minutes, man. You know what I mean? Like, look, you, you look, yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Zero, little key key. We can go out there and politic and try to get them on a podcast, man. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just I don't want to see a little flip versus man. Like on a nationwide stage. Yeah. It's just like look, like I said, I, I like Flip. Yeah. Met him a few times in person. He's cool as hell, real humble dude. Uh, but no, nah, I, I it would not go well for him versus TI, man. Like, I gotta be real. It, yeah. it, 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 it would it, it would not look good at all. <laughs> Like yeah. every time I imagine it, it's just a lot of cringing <laughs> going on, man. Because I don't want to see Ti take a win like that, another, an easy a, win at another that. Another one, <laughs> pretty yeah. Much. yeah. He got enough going on in his life. I don't want to yeah. see him take a I, W here. Yeah. So. I don't think he'd do it anyway, man. He, he's trying to call out Fifty Cent, so I yeah. know he's looking at little flip like, man, fuck out of here, yeah. It. I yeah. know he's looking like that. He probably yeah. feel like he could battle Jay Z, to be honest. He does. He, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors about him versus Lil Wayne, and I actually could see that happening. Th- that make that uh, makes. I, I, w- I would say that makes sense. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that make more sense. I could see Ti and Wayne going head to head. 
Uh, but yeah, the the flip thing, nah, he ain't he ain't gonna get that bag for it, man. But hope I hope for the best for Lil Flip, man. He's a good yeah. dude. Yeah. So shout out to Lil Flip. He, but he nah, need to be appreciated a little more, man. I know. I think so. I know what he uh the little interview with Vlad kind of went viral, and motherfuckers in the comment ro- roasting his ass. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like who the fuck is he? They joking around type shit, but. Like hell, you know they was they was going in on them for suggesting Ti. So of course they bring it up the old beef. Yeah, but um, he I, he need to be appreciated, man. Because I, I agree, I, I was I wasn't down here obviously at the beginning, but um, his songs was all he was the man. <laughs> his songs was all over the place, man. And you know of course I when it got a little too commercial. That's when people fell off a little bit, but. He was the man, and I think he just need to be appreciated. Not be known for the uh, do like milk and spoiler, mm-hmm. <laughs> like and, the, and the lucky charm suit and all that. Yeah, shit. he yeah. shouldn't. He shouldn't just be known for that, man. He, he, he need to be recognized a little more. I agree. And now that you bring that up, Vlad. Plus, people need to be recognized more. Dog, <laughs> Yin Yang twins have a hilarious interview going on right now on Vlad TV. Dog, the one about Jay Z. Like, yeah, it's like you know how he splits up the fucking interviews like an asshole. But dog, th- them dudes are entertaining as hell, man. Like they're <laughs> hilarious, dog. They need a podcast or something. They they need a comeback. Yeah. And when they were talking about their career, because I feel like a lot of people might think that Yin Yang Twins were like a one hit wonder. But when you think about all the songs they had, they had like a good ten. That were yeah. huge hits, man. Yeah. Like there had some I forgot. I forgot about the Whisper song. Yeah. I forgot about I didn't forget about Get Low. But some shit, Salt Shaker, Whistle While You Twerk. Yeah. They had like a mini era, man. Yeah. I think we forget that because there were so many rappers around that crunk era and we haven't seen them in a long time. But nah, yeah. these dudes, I miss that kind of energy in rap, man. Yeah. They're super entertaining and funny. Yeah. And and we they they need to be appreciated more, man. Yeah, my, they're some legends. Yeah, they were actually on a um on that tour that whatever that tour was. Remember the the uh the B two K Bow Wow or the, I forgot yeah. the name of that tour, but um they were on that. My wife went to go see them, and um she said they they actually had the best set, but um the only thing is she was like, man, they look old as hell, and um. They they got some health problems. One of them got real bad health problems where he could barely walk. Mm. But he was on the stage and he was like he couldn't really do nothing. And it was like, man, they look like they about sixty years old. Damn. I'm like, really? I'm like that. I ain't, because I'm you know that was almost twenty years ago. So I know everybody getting older. But I'm like, wait a minute, like really? They can't be that old. And I actually looked them up, and uh, one of them did have like health pro- bad health problems where he, mm. you know, he couldn't uh, walk as good and stuff like that. I don't know if it's Sarah Palsy or something like that. Mm. But um, yeah, she said their their set was the best because they just had all the, you know you know girls from the two thousands know all oh, that yeah. shit. So that had all the you know the their original twerk songs and that shit. So um, yeah, man. I think I think they don't get enough credit. <laughs> I I I, they, I know they play the Get Low song all the time. Whenever two thousands mm-hmm. playlist hits, 
But they were all over the place, man. They was on everything. Him, that him and Lil John, they they had the whole yeah. they had the two thousands radio on lock. <laughs> yep. And they brought up how Lil John gets a lot of credit for shit they did, like the skeet skeet, how Dave Chappelle oh, did yeah. that whole skit, but he put that on Lil John. And it was like, nah, the Yang Yang twins came up with that, man. Uh, like and, and they basically said that that song was a collaborative it wasn't just they jumped on Lil John's beat and rapped on it like they the song wasn't even made when mm. they first started working on it like they all created that song together and they found and the just, beat for it yeah okay so the, it was like they it was a collaborative effort to even make the song man the way the hook came together the wildest hook of all time to the sweat dropped down my balls yeah hey look man we don't where where is that energy on rap today, dog? Who is who who right now? Like everybody too cool for school. Nobody want to make like a true party record no more. And I know parties ain't like that no more. Niggas ain't going to strip club like that no more. Maybe, Shit. but they need it. The parties need to get back like that. They I, do. Man. I would like to go to a uh, like one day. I'm gonna try to go to like an 18 over club just to see how it is. Because mm-hmm. the 18 over clubs back when I was like maybe 24, that shit used to be hot, sweaty, and people used to just be dancing their asses off and twerking and all type of shit. Where it's just like, man, as an older nigga, I'm like, nah, I'm just trying to be cool. Like, I ain't trying yeah. to be all sweaty and shit like that. I wonder how it is now. Like, as a grown ass man, I wonder how it is now. Do they be dancing with you because No, they don't. The we eight, we cause we see videos, man. People yeah. just on their phones. But, but see the eighteen I mean, us grown folks, we be tr- we be into the getting the sections and shit like that. Just kinda chilling. eight uh eighteen year old eighteen and over club don't I don't think they have sections. But I wonder how it is inside of one of those without the sections and shit like that. You already know they're on their phones, man. <laughs> they're on IG Live. They're making stories. Listen to this shit, dog. <laughs> Listen to this shit. <laughs> Who is making music like this now? What happened to this whole genre of music, dog? City girls making shit. They, like- they, they got like half the BCMs. Look at this shit, man. One more time. Get low. Get low. Get low. Come on, man. Like, what what do niggas dance to? What what do people dance to in a club now if they were to dance? Way too sexy? Yeah. Who the fuck, like, who wants to, like, come on, man. To be honest, I think the person, um, the person in this era will probably be future, to be honest. It's the strip club songs. I think Dog, that's, that that music is so slow and emo, man. Like, the, how are you supposed to dance to future? No, I talk. Man? I talk about like the uh, not the slower ones, but the ones like the uh, what's the uh, Percocets? Miley Percocets. Even I, dog, that I, song is slow as shit, man. I, I, like, I, I, the the I, energy. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm just trying because, to. I feel like it, because he his shit uh, because he's known as the strip club type. Rapper, he because he, he said he, I think he said in interviews too in the past how he make he try to make songs for strippers, and you know last time I went to a strip club that all they was playing was Future, so uh, I don't know maybe maybe that's it I don't know <laughs> but but Yang Yang like Twins this. did the same thing but their music was live 
Yeah. Like, how do you I call agree. like that's one thing they talked about too in this interview series. They talked about how the young rappers don't have the uh, and they didn't mention names, the people they work with before, they don't have the work ethic. Like they said, these new rappers don't know what it's like to come out the studio. You sweating like you was in the yeah. thunderstorm. Man, that's and, me all day, yeah. man. Like I, <laughs> no, when I was rapping, I never went to the studio all dressed up and you know, fly and all that. I would I would go to a studio in a fucking t-shirt, jogging pants, and flip-flops. And you know how many times we done made songs in a hot-ass closet? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, computer fucking up and shit yeah. like that. But it's like, man, like, you come out like, man, we got to hit. It's perfect. And play this shit. And, man, it, it's not like that now, man. <laughs> it really isn't, man. Everybody too cool for school, but... Nah, that energy, like, I just don't understand how it just completely disappeared, man. And all this music now is slow as shit. I'm not saying there's not a time and place for it, man. But it's like that whole, what we call crunk now or that crunk type of music is not really crunk, man. Let's be real. Like <laughs> that, that crunk. Deuce. <laughs> Duke Deuce. That, that's kind of crunk-ish. That's crunk adjacent. But it's yeah. not like Lil John era, Yang Yang Twins era. Like, there, the, none of that shit exists anymore, man. It's just sad, but <laughs> whatever. I digress. Uh, we got too much to talk about, so I can't stay on that too long, man. Um, <laughs> other things that happened, uh, real quick, we'll, we'll just rapid fire the rest of this shit, man. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Antonio Brown and his antics as of late? If people have not heard, of course, he was uh, playing. What? what who was? Who were the Buccaneers playing? They that was week? playing the Jets. They was in New York. Yeah. Uh, apparently, for conflicting reports about why Antonio Brown walked off the field, but he did walk off the field, danced off the field, did jumping jacks off the field, stripped down to yeah, nothing peace, but huh? his shorts. Yeah. Yes, chunk deuce and left the middle of the game and was cut shortly after from the team. He has gone on a podcast recently and discussed why he left and his problems and i don't really understand them <laughs> like <laughs> i'm 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 somebody who i understand insubordination i'm definitely somebody who is i i wouldn't walk off a job yeah. but i have no qualms about quitting and yeah. just being done with it and like i understand not being down with the authority figures and just wanting to just you know, flip the middle finger and walk off. Like I get the sentiment. Yeah. So part of me wants to shoot Antonio Brown some bail here, but <laughs> nothing that he says makes any sense. So it's kind of hard to man. Yeah. I heard first people were saying, Oh, they weren't throwing him the ball. So he was going to hit his incentives. But the coaches said they were trying to put him in the game and yeah. he didn't want to come in. And then they were saying his ankle was hurt. He yeah. was saying his ankle had some issues and they were trying to put him in, but then he didn't go through the protocols. Then he started shitting on Tom Brady. He was <laughs> upset he wasn't making enough money and all, all kinds of problems. He leaked <laughs> some kind of text with the uh, the, the trainer. The yeah, trainer, trainer too. Coach, yeah. that, that was weird. It, it was a lot of strange shit going on, man. So what is your take on this whole Antonio Brown thing? Do you <laughs> think he has a point in any of this or is he just completely lost at this point? So my first reaction when I first seen it, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, what is he doing? I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what the hell? 
So uh, my first thought was I thought about the guy uh, who had quit during halftime for the Bills. Vontae Davis, yeah. Yeah, Vontae Davis. And to me, for somebody to, you know, retire at halftime like that, I figure something is wrong. Like, I'm not saying, you know, he's crazy or anything like that, but you know when your mind can't take anything or you know when you're finished. Where it's like, hey, I can't do this no more. I'm gone. So I thought it might have been one of those. So I I kind of gave him some slack a little bit. Like may, maybe he know he was finished. Maybe he just couldn't do this no more. So you know I, you know I I shot him some bail. But the more shit that kept popping up and him in the Uber, the Uber or the driver and all that shit. It was, it was like he was on the media tour. He released a song. Mm-hmm. He was sitting courtside at the Nets game. I'm just like, what is what is he doing, man? And I know a lot of people kept bringing up the whole um, the um, Vontez Burfitt hit, you know, how that, you know, could have played a part. They felt like he changed after that, which, it, you know, it could it could have. I don't know. A lot of people, I guess a lot of people close to him said he wasn't – they felt like he wasn't the same since that hit. That's a that's a whole nother story. But I I was like, what's what's going on? I'm starting to hear a lot of lot of shit now, man. And um, to me, if he was really hurt, if his ankle was really hurt, he he showed the text that was allegedly Bruce Arians and him saying he was hurt and you know he don't know if he could go type of thing. And um. If if that was the case, man, I I get it. If you didn't want to go in, but I also think in the NFL it's a process, it's a protocol. I don't, I don't I I I think if he was hurt throughout the week and he knew his ankle was hurt, I would figure he'd be on the injury report, or you know it'd be something saying he's day to day or you know questionable for this game or something like that. But it seemed like we never heard any of that. It seemed like it just kind of popped up on the sideline. And so I'm I'm not sure how all of that stuff go, but if he if he's hurt, you know, of course it made Arians look bad. Like why the fuck is you trying to force this man in the game and his ankle not all together? But then you hear the stories like Tom Brady ain't passing me the ball or I ain't getting my you know my targets and all that stuff. So it's a hot mess, man. And Arians didn't want to bring him in from the beginning. <laughs> He, I think he might have been on record saying, you know, no, he's not coming here. He, he was only there for Tom Brady. Yeah. So n- now it, it's just a hot mess. They finally cut him. Um, a lot of people feel like he probably won't play in the NFL again. I feel like he will. I, I think it's only a certain amount of teams that he'll probably go to that uh, that would take him in. And it, it, it's it's the teams with the best quarterback. So like. I could I could see somebody like Aaron Rodgers trying to you know bring him in, or if Russell if Russell Wilson stay in Seattle, I could see that happening, or um, probably I could see Andy Andy Reid trying to bring him in in Kansas City. Outside of that, man, I, I, I don't I think I think that's it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think this is it, man. And, and yeah, you would think like you have to really fuck up. To be blackballed. Well, I don't want to say that because Colin Kaepernick is blackballed and he didn't. <laughs> I mean, like, look, that's holding the podcast. Yeah. But uh, look, with his level of talent, for nobody to pick you up, you have to do a lot. 
Yeah. I think he's gone past that line at this point. I mean, he's burned two teams in a row now with the Raiders and now the Buccaneers. Um, And like, look, I understand if you don't want to play football no more. Like, I get that. You know, a lot of people in their prime, people who can still play for whatever reason, might just be done with it. I understand that. But if he does want to play and thought this was the smart way to leave a team, like he just fucked himself. You know, he he can still make a living if he's smart with his money. Who knows? And he can have his own, you know, people going to listen to what he has to say. You know, he's still a media personality. He could sign a deal with some bar stool or whatever, mm-hmm. have his own podcast. He could do like the he could do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah. And which is a good feeling to have. But his foot his NFL days are over, man. I, I don't see any team like if you burn Tom Brady, the yeah. man who played with literal murderers <laughs> and criminals, and he the Patriots were the team who would bring anybody in. Yeah. Remember that, man. Yeah. They brought Ocho Cinco in. They brung him in. <laughs> yes. They brung him in in New England. Yes. And that's that's Tom Brady, too. Tom Brady feels like he can work with anybody who the, the league thinks is done, who the league thinks is a like he, he thinks he's I, I don't say yeah. Jesus, yeah. but I feel like he thinks he, he can. He, he let him stay in his guest house or yes. whatever. Yeah. So he, he will when you burn him. Like, that's the only person who has that kind of clout. Aaron Rodgers can't say, bring in Antonio Brown, and the team is just going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he don't have that kind of clout. Like That's why he's mad at the team. Like, the Green Bay is good. They're yeah. always good. And he wants to leave because he has problems, like, because they don't bow to him and whatever he says. Yeah. You know, they make it clear that he is the quarterback and they run, they call the shots. Yeah. Only Tom Brady in Tampa has that kind of power currently. Yeah. And when you burn him, like nobody, no coach wants to deal with somebody like Antonio Brown. No front office wants to deal with that circus. Yeah. So he he's done, man. It's unfortunate. Yeah. But maybe that's what he wants. Maybe it's not unfortunate. I don't know. Yeah. I uh yeah, I I, I pretty much agree with that. I, I do think I'm and like I said, I'm 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 giving him the little the little flip treatment of the slim pickings of possible. Mm-hmm. Chances, I, I I think super. It got to be Super Bowl or bust teams. Like I, like I said, I see somebody like Andy Reid. Like you know what? Fuck it. We we going all in. We trying to win another ring. So we will bring them in for a year type thing. Like like they bring in Josh Gordon. I could see them doing something like that just to try to make a run. And you know the team is so good. Maybe they could get past the distractions type thing. That that's the only reason. But outside, if they don't want none, I don't see nobody else trying to sign him. And that's 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 I'm calling that a hail mary. Yeah. <laughs> so if if they don't want you, I think that's it because Tom Brady was the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if he can't help you, I don't see nobody else. And maybe those other two teams I named was hail marys. Yeah, I think it's over now, man. I don't think anybody's gonna want to put up with that. But yeah, the, crazier things have happened, so who yeah, knows? The only thing, and back to what happened on when he left the field, I was kind of worried because you know sometimes you don't know what these dudes be going through in life, man. Like mm-hmm. you don't know where they at mentally, and the way he was getting crushed and clowned on Twitter, I'm like, man, I just hope he don't leave and do something bad. Where it's like, oh shit, he he committed suicide or. 
something like that because everybody bringing up the mental health thing. And I was just hoping it wasn't nothing like that because it would have been a sad story because we we seen the way he was acting throughout the years. And it's like, damn, we, you know, we clowning on, we shitting on him, we saying he crazy. And then something like that happened. But then I seen him in the damn, in the truck with the white dude. And he talking shit, he, you know, he being um, AB. I was just like, man, he just, he just want to do whatever he want to do, man. That's all. Yeah. He kind of wants attention, man. That's yeah. why he went on that podcast talking all crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so at that point, I'm like, all right, man, maybe he could have something mentally going on, but like he just, be, that, that's probably just his personality, to be honest. Yeah. And, and you know, you could, you could have, want that attention and have some damn problems, to be honest. <laughs> so it could be both. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So what a what a career. What a strange, strange turn of events, man. The NFL like there's always something crazy happening in the NFL, man. That's why even though I like basketball more perfectly, like the NFL is the most fuckery filled league, man. It's I like, feel like there's always slimy, some shit. Man. It is, man. <laughs> there's always some bullshit going on, some crazy shit going yeah. on. In the NFL, yeah, he, he had the fake COVID cards and shit. Yes, <laughs> the vaccine cards. It's just always slimy shit like that. Then you had the, uh, the, the I guess the chick he was messing with. She went on a radio show, mm-hmm. spilling all the tea. It's just like man, it's just slimy, filled with a bunch of drunk. It's really like that show, Haymaker, uh, not Haymakers, but Playmakers that was on ESPN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly like that, man. You know, you know what's really crazy? If this was a plot line in a TV show, we would say that show fell off because there's no way this was happening in real life. <laughs> like, imagine if what happened when AB was on a TV, like Ballers or something. Yeah. You would say, man, ain't no way this shit, this, this show yeah. don't fell off. They, they, yeah. This shit ain't realistic. Mm-hmm. And then it actually happened in real life. So. Like, he really just left a, a, a game in the middle of the, you know, <laughs> third quarter. And now he on Instagram live and shit. Yes. And he had the game and all this other stuff. And I, 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 that sounds like a perfect plot for, like, the game. The, yes. uh, that show, the game, with Tia Mari or something. And we would say, this is terrible writing. What the fuck? Is nigga doing jumping jacks in the end zone while the team's still playing? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> so, yeah. What the fuck? Uh, so yeah, shout out, AB. You know, he he gonna do what he does, and we'll see. But yeah, I think his NFL playing days are probably over at this point. So yeah. we'll see what he got next in store for us. I'm sure it's never gonna be a dull moment. Maybe he got a new album coming out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about what's what's your boy Jim Jones doing, man? Hmm? What, what's ha, what's Harlem doing? Oh uh, shit! I ain't from Harlem, so <laughs> man. What, what's Dipset just can't stop taking L's. It seems yeah. first they they get embarrassed by the locks <laughs> in the verses, and now Jim Jones has gone viral for talking about how his mother showed him how to tongue kiss. Yeah, and then went, his mother got on and confirmed it and said she was just trying to teach him how to deal with women. <laughs> what the fuck? You, you wanna you wanna hear this? Yeah, go <laughs> ahead and play it, man. This is crazy, man. I never heard anything like this. What did your mom tell you about sex when you were she young? She told me everything about sex. Like what? My, my first condoms, shit like that. My mom <laughs> told me how to kiss 
when I was younger. What did she tell you to do? <laughs> she told me how to tongue kiss when I was younger. Like, like, what's the instructions? It wasn't no instructions. She showed me with her mouth. Like, she... She kissed you? <laughs> it's my mother. No, nah, I'm just... Uh, okay. uh, my parents <laughs> never... My parents kissed me, barely kissed me on the cheek. No, so my mom just stopped She showed me how to tongue kiss when I was younger. Remember, my mom was 17. She's... A baby. Look at all the babies that's yeah. having babies I now. Sure I'm not look how this. they act with their babies. It's like Be they like have a little besties. sister or a little brother yeah, you more than they had. Did, did you think? Did you think tongue kissing was nasty at first? Because the first time somebody tried to tongue kiss me, I thought it was so disgusting. Um, the first time I tongue kissed a girl, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. all right. Uh, Angela Yee is uh, what the fuck? How do you how do you move from that? Like, never, Angela, you're a terrible interview, I mean, I gotta say, because, like, look, that, that's a shut down the podcast moment. It's like, wait, hold on, man. And she's like, wait, did you think tongue kissing was nasty? Like, no, your mother like, tongue kissed you? Wait, like, hold on, we not moving past this for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think that was, you were abused. Like, what the fuck? Dog. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, the, the freeness of him to admit that, too. And then his mother coming to confirm it happened. It's, dog, I, 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 I worry that's, about that's, how. That's the strangest thing I ever heard, man. Look, I, look, as far as I can remember, I don't even remember kissing my mom on the lips at all as a hey, mm-hmm. mom. I know some people do. You know, I, I'm not shaming them for that, but I never did that, man. I, I never had, you know, I kissed my mom on the cheek. That's it. I don't. I don't remember. I, I can remember up to when I was three years old, three or four years old, man. I don't ever remember kissing my mom on the lips, man. <laughs> Dog, it's not, tongue we, we, kissing. <laughs> tongue kissing. That's even worse, man. Tom Brady got blown up for that video of him kissing his son on the mouth repeatedly. Yeah, we thought. I thought that was weird. <laughs> I didn't know. Niggas' mothers were out here showing them how to tongue kiss. Man. This is That's, how you. This is how you tongue kiss when you get a girl. And, and, dog, why would you need to, to to like look? There are lessons you need to teach your son. I get that <laughs> about sex. Like I hope she didn't teach him his stroke game. And <laughs> she told him. Hopefully, how to, it didn't go she, further than that. She, she told him how to you know deal with condoms and stuff like that. Yeah, but well, yeah, she he didn't. Luckily, he didn't go into detail about I, that because I feel yeah. like this story is even worse. And I feel did, like we got the light she, version. Yeah, did she? Yeah, how did she? I don't, I don't even want to know. She must have. I, I feel like it went further than a tongue kissing, man. <laughs> I feel like there was some visual demonstration on how to put on a con. Um, yeah, I don't even want to think about the rest of it. Yeah, but and, and you know how she talks. She gotta talk like this. Yes. Hey, 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 <laughs> get so, so what That's you do awful. when you when you put on a condo? You have to. Wait, let me. First of all, you got to get hard. So yeah. when you get hard, then you roll the condo back. See, that's how you do it. Stay still. Dog, I, I, I worry about <laughs> kids, man, especially some black kids, because I've seen the videos during the pandemic. Of the kids on the Zoom and then the mother walking behind them naked. Yeah. And like these were like not kindergartners, man. They were older than that. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I worry about kids, man. This is this is how degenerates are born. This yeah. is why it's why Jim Jones walking around like a blood in his 40s. <laughs> you know, still trying to gang bang. Like th- this is how fucked up people come in society, man. Like 
it's just sad. It's, it's uh, disturbing, it's man. Sad. It is, man. It yeah. really is, man. Yeah. Like, and I, Pete, this shit gets no, like he said it like it was no big deal. Yeah, like it was normal. Yeah, I, bro. My mom, my parents didn't teach me any. I, I know this is not every parent, but my parents didn't teach me anything about sex. They never taught me how to kiss a girl or nothing like that. I had to learn that shit on my own, man. Yes. <laughs> and I know the typical way is, you know, your dad kind of, you know, tell you about girls and, and tell you to make sure you use protection and all that stuff. I'm, I'm sure that's that should be the conversation to be safe if you want your kids to be safe. And I, I kind of agree. As a parent, I think you want to tell your kids, you know, to be safe first and, you know, little stuff like that. But my my mom never told me how to kiss or dim it. She did none of that, man. I had I was out there in those streets on my own, man. I mm-hmm. had to I had to figure some shit out. Trial and error, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand that. That is that's some creepy shit. So Harlem ain't looking too good, man. <laughs> Dipset. I don't know. Um, which one you think is uh I don't want to compare. I was gonna say which one you think is worse, baby kissing Lil Wayne or, or uh, oh god, piss, uh, kissing. <laughs> I'd have to say baby and Lil Wayne because number one, baby ain't related to Lil Wayne at all. But that wasn't a, that wasn't a tongue kiss though. I mean, not that we saw. <laughs> I'll, that I'll, was just. I'll, on, talk about, we, I'll talk about what we saw. So because it was a little, it was a weird little kiss because it looked. It looked like a a, a a couple, pretty much. It was just like, oh, baby, a little kiss like that. That's how the yeah. kiss was. No, nah, call, calling a man your daddy who ain't your daddy yeah. and saying on BET that you're the only one your daddy kiss and being <laughs> filmed kissing and then rapping about kissing this man who's not your father when you are an adult functionally is weirder than like I guess in a fucked up way I can see how a woman might be trying to think might think in her own warped way this is best for her son. She helping her son, but yeah. I don't know what was going on with the baby and Lil Wayne shit. <laughs> like I have no explanation for that. That's just some creepy pedophile vibes to me, man. Yeah. Like I, I think maybe in her own warped way, her her mother who was probably abused herself. Like let's be, she had a baby at seventeen, so she might have been abused herself. Maybe in her fucked up sense, she thought that she was doing the best for her son and helping him out in some weird way. Yeah. But the baby shit is just weird, man. No, there's no. I'd say that's worse. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. I, I mean, <laughs> both is a slow death. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I, I can't see myself kissing my mom like that, man. <laughs> no, hell no, man. That's uh, uh. Yeah. let's let's move on. Dog. I don't want to talk about this no more. Uh, so, Dr. Dre, did we already mention this about Dr. Dre, or was this before the podcast? I, I think it's po- uh, off the mic, off the podcast. Okay, so apparently, there's talk that Dr. Dre. Well, they might move Super Bowl. What number is this again? The Super Bowl this yeah, year. We ain't about to do this shit again, <laughs> man. Niggas is ro- fifty something. Niggas is roasting us on Twitter. <laughs> fifty six. I'm a guess and say fifty six. Am I wrong? Yeah. Fuck you. But fifty Super Bowl fifty six. I think halftime show. 
there there's rumors that they might move the venue. It's supposed to be in Los Angeles and SoFi Stadium. But of course, because of the Omicron variant and COVID popping up, uh, there's worry that there might be some restrictions that might shut down Super Bowl because, you know, it's going to be a big, huge event like it always is. So you can't really have restrictions in a Super Bowl. But L.A., of course, is one of the more strict cities about this kind of thing. So there's talk it might move to Arlington. Yeah. And apparently there's no I'm reading this right now because Dr. Dre is scheduled to do the halftime show with Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, Snoop Dogg and Mary J. Blige. And apparently, according to TMZ, Dre has event cancellation insurance to cover any misfortune that would stop the show. But there's no coverage for COVID related stoppage. That's because COVID-19 is listed on provision, blah, blah, blah. So apparently he could lose millions of dollars that he's putting up himself mm. to fund the big event. Like it won't be insured. So he's paying all this money. I, I guess I was confused. At first I thought he was getting paid. And then I realized there, like the halftime show doesn't get paid. Yeah. So he's paying to put this show on. And if it gets moved, he is it won't that money won't be insured so mm. you uh, now that i read this i don't really care about it but yeah <laughs> you give a shit yeah now I, I my my concern is um is the halftime it, will it be another halftime show or because i was kind of i was kind of looking forward to this halftime show man it was a hip-hop halftime show and um, I'm wondering if it, is that it for it or is are they just going to move and here just be losing money for it? Yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe because he would have to pay. I guess they could move it. I don't know. I, I'm, yeah. I'm confused. I doubt they're even going to move it. I'm sure yeah. they'll just relax the restrictions <laughs> like yeah. they've been doing this whole year yeah. when shit's starting to get bad. So but I'm sure it's still going to happen in L.A., but. Yeah, it's kind of strange. I guess maybe he couldn't afford to get everything moved and redo it and rehearse on a new stage and it wouldn't be worth like this takes years of like it was announced last year and I'm sure it's taken months and months, probably a whole year of planning to do it. Yeah. So they, they couldn't just lift it and translate that to a new stadium at the last minute. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably just be no halftime show. Or yeah. some kind of weird remote halftime show or something. I don't know. Yeah, that that would kind of suck a little bit. <laughs> it would, especially since it's like the first like real hip hop yeah. halftime show. So yeah. I was kind of looking yeah. forward to it a little bit. I want just, I'm just looking to forward to it. How, yeah. Because they kind of pumped it up a little bit. And I'm like, I wonder what Dr. Drake, how is this? And plus, we still got our predictions of what songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of curious uh, how they was going to. Um, make that work yeah me too i'm looking forward to it sidebar how do you feel about the re-emergence of dr dre lately uh he's since his divorce which i he was supposedly a billionaire so i didn't think it would affect him this much but since his divorce he has been very active he is on the new grand theft auto dlc (laughs) that i see every time i boot up my playstation i see his face (laughs) on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> and now he's doing a halftime show. I think he's doing some other things now too. How do you feel about the reemergence? I'm I bet you he will drop some kind of album this year. I feel like it's coming, man. Mm. 
it might not be called detox. I mean, we ain't never getting detox, but yeah. I feel like he's going if he's doing all this, I feel like he's definitely going to drop something this year. Yeah. Album project something is coming. Yeah, I, I I believe that because he he wouldn't be doing this for nothing. He's not doing this for the hell of it. When people like him come out of nowhere, come out of hiding, and I'm not saying hide, but if they come out of you know where he wherever he was at, it's a reason why. And when people do Super Bowl shows, it's a reason why they're doing it. <laughs> they mm-hmm. they're promoting something or getting ready for something. So uh, he, I think he definitely got something in the works. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I'm not sure if it'd be a solo album or something like that, but he definitely working on something. And, um, you know, the, the divorce was kind of healthy, uh, hefty. So, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that he's doing this to try to make up for it. But um, I think he got something in the works, though, for sure. I think so, too. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. I did not expect uh, Dr. Dre to be in a video game and doing a halftime show yeah. in 2022. <laughs> but here we are. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what he got in store for us, man. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Tristan Thompson uh, having a baby on Chloe, another baby on Chloe, <laughs> and putting out a written statement on Instagram about it? Man, he Tristan Thompson got to be the most interesting dude ever, man, because we never talk about him on the fucking court. <laughs> like, he mm-hmm. got to be the most famous sorry player in history, man. Yes. <laughs> like, when was the last time we ever uh, said anything about Tristan Thompson playing a, a basketball game? It always be this bullshit, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I think we barely talked about him during the fucking Cavs championship, man. Yeah. Like, he he wasn't even a factor in the end. <laughs> and uh, motherfucker, motherfucker got paid after that, too. But, man, like, I, I've never seen anything like this. It's one thing when you're retired and you kind of branch off into something else where you're like John Sally or something. I don't know. And where you kind of known for something else more than basketball at this point. But this motherfucker's still in the league playing. <laughs> and nobody say anything about his game at all. Nobody say anything about him, you know, oh, he had a good night or... Like, it's just a... Like, he damn near a a, a bench player, man. <laughs> Somebody that probably don't even average double digits. And he getting this much, Sean, he and this much drama is... I think it's kind of remarkable, man. <laughs> it's like, 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 why is, how is he into all of this shit like this, man? I'm one. I feel, I feel like Chloe fucked up. She should be like, she. I feel like Chloe could have got somebody else, man. She has, she had better people, but like, how you get stuck with a, a sorry ass basketball player like this, man? Uh, maybe she's she's working her way. Like, remember Kim? Who was who was Kim almost married to, or married to? No, almost Chris married Humphreys. to, right? Hum- Chris Humphreys. Yeah, who is another sorry ass <laughs> basketball player. So maybe she's walking the Kim path and just doing yeah. it slower. Yeah, she she well, actually married. no because Chloe was fucking with James Harden. Yeah, this yeah this she was went from before. James Harden to Tristan Thompson. Yeah, it, it, she's I going think, back. I want to say she was. I I want to say she, she was with Lamar Odom. She went yeah. to James Harden, and you know, 
Yeah, she hustling backwards. She's yeah. going to role players. Yeah, it's like, dang. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know what she got going on where, you know, where maybe Tristan was the one that stuck around or something, but... Man, it's like other old people. I feel I, I feel comfortable with saying that she could probably get other NBA players or other athletes. It's like, man, Tristan Thompson was the lucky dude. <laughs> I don't get it, man. That's crazy, man. <laughs> and that's I no don't know. Ain't, I ain't got nothing against Tristan Thompson, man. But goddamn, like we see him in the fucking trending topic section all the time, mm-hmm. man. Eyes for some bullshit. Like, I don't even know what team he played for. <laughs> What's the, the last team I seen him on was the fucking Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what team he played for. <laughs> now I gotta look that up. <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Man, it's it's incredible, man. <laughs> Tristan Thompson's on, on the Kings. Oh shit, I I had no idea, man. Me neither. Me I neither. Had no idea. I don't even know how, uh, shit how much he averaged in the game. Like Come on, five, man. Probably like five points, man. <laughs> oh, he okay. Uh, I see his numbers. The last game he played was today against the Nuggets. He played seven minutes at one point and two Damn, rebounds. That, <laughs> look, the, uh, the game before that, seven minutes, no points. Yes, four G- rebounds. Game he played, he didn't play against the Lakers at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is a tragic. Oh wow, uh, he has okay. He he was getting twenty something minutes December twenty second against the Clippers. Maybe it was a blowout. I don't know. It could. But yeah. So he averaging six point six point four points. Yep. Fifty one. Hey, he he's shooting 15, above fifty. Fifteen <laughs> above five hundred. Fifteen minutes a game, man. <laughs> and he wow. in all of this bullshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, what a life, man! His what a ca- life. His career average is nine point two points a game. Wow! Another, <laughs> another man, LeBron fed. Yeah, and LeBron I, got got him paid. Yeah, I Look will say he he, he he do got money, man. He do got he, unless he blew it all or something. He he mm-hmm. did get a healthy hefty contract, but it's crazy. <laughs> That's all he I did, got for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of the Kardashians and drama. Uh, Kanye has come out. I, I guess this is part of his rollout for Balenciaga. I think he's working with them now. Yeah. But he also had he rolled out his new girlfriend, <laughs> who is Julia Fox. Um, if you were if you've seen the movie Uncut Gems, she played Adam Sandler's girlfriend in that movie, and most famous for that scene with her ass out. And it was a nice looking ass. But uh, yeah, apparently they're dating. They had a whole photo shoot at a diner. Um, they had a whole rollout. She was at, at first they were denying that anything even happened, I think. And mm-hmm. but but now if they've gone public, they had a very dramatic photo shoot with them doing sexual poses and all hugged up and all cutesy. And this is not even a month. After uh, Kanye was on stage with Drake begging for Kim back and uh, apparently bought a house right next to her house uh, (laughs) just to, I don't know, stalk her. I don't know. (laughs) And now I guess he's just given up and moved on with a new white girl (laughs) who uh, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on this new pairing? Do you think? 
It would be what's so, best for Kanye. I don't know. Uh, I I got thrown on the parent, but um, I did think it was interesting how I felt like a lot of people painted Kanye for buying that house across the street from uh from Kim. They kind of painted him as like this crazy stalker man, <laughs> and she don't want anything to do with you, man. Why is you doing this? And I, I thought that was a little strange, man, because I would say probably a couple months ago or a month ago, they were she was at his show. She was mm-hmm. she was at the rollout. She was she was front row with the family at, you know, watching the Donda rollout and all that shit. And I, I thought it was we didn't really say nothing about that. I just thought it was weird that when he buy a house across the street from them. Have no reason. I don't know why he did that or anything. That he's painted as the crazy stalker man. <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, he is because she's made it clear she moved on, and he's on stage asking her to come back and crying over it, and and and, and talking in the uh, drink champs interview about, hey, she's still my wife. We're not divorced yet, you know, and talk like he's made it clear he wants her back. And she's made it clear she's not going that, back. That's kind. So. That's kind of normal in the divorce, though. It, it's 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 a back and forth like that where one or the other don't want to get a divorce and they want to work it out, and the other one just totally checked out. But um, my my problem is is it'd be one thing if Kim didn't have anything to do with him the whole time, mm-hmm. where she like I'm not going to no show, I'm not, you know, nah, I'm cool, <laughs> like I'm done. But it seemed like after the shows, after the album rollout and all that shit, that's when you start seeing Pete Davidson. That's when it seemed like it was over, when it was really over. And maybe something could have happened. I don't know. But it's, it seemed like it's like, damn, like, so now he the crazy guy. <laughs> but I, we thought y'all was working it out. <laughs> I mean, I think something could have happened because, yeah, I did think. That whole Donda rollout was basically them saying they got back together. There was a whole thing at their last listening session where she came out in a wedding dress and they walked off together. It was like, oh, what a cute moment. But then, like, weeks later, she basically, you know, things fell apart. It could be something happened. Maybe they were working things out and he fucked up again. I know he was, before this new white girl, he was with another white girl seen around Gallivan. Maybe that was the last draw. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I, I can only speculate based on the bullshit I be reading because I'm bored. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. But interesting. Hope for the best for everybody involved. Whatever y'all do, y'all thing. Yeah. Uh, Kanye, you know, best of luck and whatnot. And yeah, I have nothing else to say about that. Yeah. Uh, other things. Apparently, they may have caught Young Dolph's killer. Um. And apparently, and this is apparently something that the internet actually helped find out, I think. Because <laughs> usually the internet be wrong about this shit. Trying yeah. to speculate and find oh, who killed who, like who killed Nipsey, who did this. Yeah. But apparently they were actually right about this one. Yeah. And they found somebody of interest, a rapper named Straight Drop. Yeah, who, who was actually connected with Dolph at some point. He, he was seen in a lot of pictures with Dolph. Yeah. Now we got to hear that boozy clip again. It <laughs> always be your friends who jealous. Like, Nigga, we know. We get it. But uh, yeah, so shout out to the internet sleuths and detectives who figured this out. 
So yeah, that's scary. That's scary, man. It's scary, man. That's why I don't be all in the streets and nothing, man. Like I, I know some personal situations where you know it was kind of similar to that, mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's just like, oh shit, you know, it wasn't a thing where you know you had the internet trying to investigate and find the person. It was more of the oh shit, such and such and such and such. This just happened to such and such, and it's like, oh shit, like these dudes was cool when they were kids. They were like best friends. They were family. So it's, it's really sad. I, I I wish I could say this is a unique situation, but it's really not. <laughs> so I I mean I just I'm glad somebody you know hopefully this is the guy, and he you know paid you know do hopefully they lock him up man. Because it's it suck as a you know being a family member and you lose somebody to a murder, and you don't get no justice. Yeah, but either way, it's just tragic, man. Like yeah. now, Dolph is dead, and now you got a twenty three year old man probably gonna do life in prison. So yeah, like two no, lives man. lost now. Yeah, man, so it's fucked up. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, just sad, man. Hope. hope. No, no, things won't get better. I'm not even going to say that shit. Let's be real about 2022, man. This shit yeah. ain't going to stop. Uh, I'm tired of people saying that now. Like, look, this is the we world got, we live we in. We got to come together, guys. Yeah, we got to stop the violence. We got to stop the come violence. Come on, guys. Yeah, let's all do some songs together. Yeah. Stop beefing. <laughs> let's quit beefing with each other. Yeah, yeah, stop beefing. Now, here's my <laughs> yeah, new you, song about you, selling drugs and killing niggas. Yeah, or shit. <laughs> or better yet, you go down the street. You go to that hood and tell them niggas to stop beefing. Yes. Tell them to link up and start mm-hmm. kicking it together. Be cool stop with each building. other. Stop! Start building. Yes, yeah, stop beefing. Stop! Stop trying to kill each other. You tell that to them. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's a little deeper than rap. Yeah, no, a hundred percent is man. <laughs> um, now Taco Bell got some new chicken wings. I saw your boy Landry tested them out. Did you have them by any chance, man? Did you get a chance to sample the Taco Bell chicken wings? I actually tried it today, man. No, oh, okay. I, I, I got it after work. I'm like, let me let me try this. Let me just see it. I, I need some. We need some content on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tried it, and it was it was alright, man. I don't think it's something I would. This ain't something where I'm telling you to go get it. It's nowhere near that. But I, I will say it's not. Uh, it kind of puts you. I, 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 t- I told my wife this. It kind of puts you in the mind of like Pizza Hut wings. Have you had Pizza Hut wings? Before, uh, not in a long time, but I have had them before. Yeah, you know how they kind of small. They not like mm-hmm. they not like wing stop wings where they a little full and strong. They little cheap little tiny wings. That's to me. That's what it is. And obviously, Pizza Hut and Taco Bell and KFC all connected. They all the same company. But um, that's pretty much what it was, man. It not the special. It it was like some type of. Uh, Mexican seasoning on the on the wings. It, it wasn't nothing to brag about. Uh, I I probably wouldn't get it again if I go to Taco Bell. This and this ain't a this ain't a thing where it's like a meal where you where you say let's get the wings mm-hmm. and you expect it to be full. You won't be full. I was still hungry. It was like five wings. 
So, yeah, because Taco Bell is for stoners, man. You're supposed to get like five things when you go to Taco Bell. Is, the burrito, it, yeah, chicken exactly. wings, yeah. quesadillas. Yeah, so look at the wings as like a, a side. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you get the number four and, you know, you get if you got like four or five tacos or something, then oh, let me get the wings too. That's probably the best way to do it. <laughs> if, yeah. You know, like you said, for stoners. If you're trying to get some of everything, you want some tacos, you kind of got a taste for wings, too. Then, you know, you could kind of do all that. But um, I advise I would I, I say don't go directly there to get that shit. I feel you. I feel you. I ain't been in Taco Bell in forever, man. But good. Good to know that these ain't. I don't think we're ever going to see anything like the Popeye's chicken sandwich ever again, man. They, that was really a try, once in a lifetime. Event. They trying to do that, man. And you they've know, tried over and over again to do it. Yeah. And you notice how um, these places, they don't they don't use that advertising money like they used to. They mm-hmm. they try to do the whole viral thing. Uh, hey, I just tried these wings. Hey, Taco Bell got these wings. And then they kind of take off like that mm-hmm. it, it, it ain't no commercials for these advertising these wings they i think they was kind of leaning on social media because i ain't know about it until i seen it on social media so um and then i seen dk metcalf tweeted um receiver for the seattle seahawks and i'm like oh shit this shit is <laughs> real so i think they was kind of expecting a, a a storm of high demand like oh shit let me go get it um, because that's how the Popeye's chicken sandwich was <laughs> on. Here's what people got to understand, man. Like, people can sense the fake shit. You can't fake a social media viral trend, man. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's some cases it might work, like for Disney, where they fake ass fucking Marvel movies, whatever. But, <laughs> like, y- you can't fake a-, a viral movement, really. People can smell fake shit when they see it, man. Yeah. The Popeye shit was real. That was legit, it was man. People, it was people who had nothing to do with Popeyes, weren't getting paid, and it was an organic movement. Yeah. They've and- tried to do that again ever since with every new chicken sandwich, the yeah. nuggets. They've tried everything to replicate it, and they can't do it because it's yeah. not genuine, man. We can tell when it's fake. Nobody's yeah. going to rush out to get these chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because even though we found out via social media, I was telling people word of mouth, man, and yep. people had no idea. And so they, you know, from my word, from my word, they was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And so they was talking about it. And then it just, it, I'm I, I'm not saying I wasn't the only person sharing it. I'm sure it's other people who were sharing it to their coworkers and it just went crazy. And it's, it's, it's not like that with the other shit, man. And I feel like a lot of these fast food restaurants, they're going to try to go outside the box to get some shit. Like, I, I could see KFC doing a hamburger or something at mm-hmm. some point to try to step outside the box to throw a little shot at McDonald's. Or, you know, I I, I can see I can see a, a, a fast food spot trying to step outside the box. Wendy's getting some chicken yeah. wings or something. And, and it's funny because with the Taco Bell wings... Um, I think the person who helped them get that out there was fucking Wingstop. Mm-hmm. They actually tweeted, retweeted, like, "What is this type of thing?" They was kind of clowning them. Uh, and I think no. that's, I think that's the only reason people even found out about it. Mm-hmm. But, but it's still, it's, 
it's not the same, man. <laughs> and that's fake shit too. Like you know, Wingstop ain't just gonna promote a competitor like that. They knew yeah. that this is all linked. But yeah. the thing is about the chicken sandwich, man. It wouldn't even promote it when it went viral. Yeah. Like people didn't even know it was out. They didn't yeah. have any signage for it. It wasn't no grand marketing scheme around. I this think chicken it was sandwich. around a it long just time. It, I think it was around already. It wasn't. It had been because yeah. I heard about it. I don't even know it was out. Mm. And I was like, okay, only some Popeyes got it. So I went around and mine just happened to have it. I'm like, okay. But it wasn't even advertised like that, man. And yeah. now they got the rollouts for all these new things. It's not the same. Yeah. It's more when it feels like we found something that's hidden and nobody yeah. else is up on. Mm-hmm. When it's something that everybody, it's a nationwide whole marketing rollout. We don't give a fuck because everybody has it in on it now. We got to feel exclusive, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whatever. People don't understand. I, I should run marketing departments, man. I could tell them what to do. Yeah. How to really, really get shit popping. For real. <laughs> uh, I'll start with this podcast first, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, it'd be nice if you use some of my ideas for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I need millions of dollars in budget, okay? I need that to have my ideas formed. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Give me ten million, I, I'll do something with it, man. But uh, okay, what else happened? You want you want to review some shit we've watched? I watched a couple things, man. I saw yeah. Spider Man, I saw Matrix. Matrix was mid, and <laughs> Spider Man was alright. Niggas gas Spider Man. Can we be real about that? Niggas gas the really? fuck out that movie, man. Yes, and I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good, but I thought the plot was stupid as hell, man. Oh, we got these villains. Oh, I got to save them. The, the plot, plot was kind of silly, man. Uh, I thought it was a good movie, but niggas gassed it like it was the next Infinity War. Oh, and it yeah. was it, not it, that. It wasn't that, yeah. It wasn't It was that. not that. It was not that. I don't know if any comic movie gonna make me feel like that ever again. So yeah. that was mid. I mean, it was, it was, it was good, but niggas gassed it. Hawkeye was mid. Mm, Hawkeye I, I was seen that yet. Mm. I watched it over the uh, the break. It uh, we were just, I was showing my parents' house and just watched the whole thing. It was six episodes. It was mid. Mm. Uh, Matrix was super mid. I was, <laughs> I, I can't even say I was disappointed because I knew it was going to be trash, but it was it was bad, man. <laughs> I had nothing else what to was say. Bad? It was it, just... it, what was bad? But I seen uh, our friend of the show, Terrell Terrell Blau, our yeah. uh, movie guru, yeah. expert. Uh-oh. He actually liked it. He said it wasn't, it wasn't bad to him. I, I started to hit him up and say, hey, it's, you know, <laughs> hop on and explain yourself. Because See, I, I tried to watch it, man. And um, I haven't seen them other Matrix in so long, man. Yeah. And um, I was kind of confused. I was trying to watch this one. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, who is this guy? Is this guy? I'm like, is this guy supposed to be uh, Lawrence Fishburne? <laughs> yeah, they, that that was badly explained. It was supposed to be like an AI version of I don't Morpheus or something. But it yeah, was weird. so I was kind of confused, and uh, I, I just wasn't into it, man. And you know, usually when you throw something on, you you try to see if it's thick. And I was I was more on my phone, man. I was trying to watch it. I I was confused, trying to see what was going on, and I was just like, nah, I'm about to head out. <laughs> Like, I think people who liked it liked the fact that basically it's a movie that kind of makes fun of sequels in a way. Like, it pokes fun at itself, and it basically, okay, the Keanu Reeves character is the guy who made a game called The Matrix. And it's basically the game was like the movie. And now he has to reboot the movie and make a new one. 
and they're criticizing the reboots and criticizing how silly. I think people like that part. And I agree with that, you know, but I also feel like if you're going to be a Matrix movie, you got to be a good movie, too. And the action scenes got to be good. And they weren't. It, it was just it was sloppy, man. I didn't like it. Like you can say you like the message. And I, I liked some ideas in it. But the the original Matrix, man, that movie still to this day is one of my favorite movies. And it's just, like the way the movie looks is so cool. Like mm-hmm. even if you don't even follow the plot, like the action, the way it's shot, the way it's choreographed, it's a thing of beauty, man. Like it's really, really cool to look at, even if you don't know what the fuck is going it, on. It was ahead of his time, man. Yeah, way it's ahead like, of his time. When, yeah, when we was young, like people still reference the Matrix whenever, like, oh shit, I'm in the Matrix, and they always yep. do the, you know, yep. trying to <laughs> do that shit. So yeah, like that was that movie was ahead of its time. It was like something we never seen. It was the action in that movie was just crazy, man. The way it's shot and directed, it, it was crazy, man. And this movie looks like it was shot in an iPhone. <laughs> like it, it kind of looks like a made-for-TV version. Like if I was watching the CW and they had the original yeah. Matrix movie, like a, a remake of the Matrix, it, it felt like it, a TV show, man. It didn't feel it, like a movie. It's it's like when a movie become a TV show. Yes. And you know the qual is not movie quality, but you know is when they when they go on TV and become a TV show, it's a little lower quality. Yes, where it don't hit the same as a TV uh, or a movie. Yeah, or like a movie it's, it's from like HBO the, going to yeah. like WB or something yeah. or some shit like that. It's like that. the like Equalizer. It's... When you yes. watch the Equalizer, yes, great, great, <laughs> great comparison. The Equalizer, the movie. I thought the movie was pretty good, man. It was good. I was into it. But now that it's on CBS, it don't look like the movie at all. Yes. It just looked like a CBS show. Yeah. And it don't it hit. looks like any of the it don't at Denzel in an action movie versus Queen Latifah in an action movie. Yeah. That's exactly what this new matrix Running is. Running away like. from an explosion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that show, you see Rick Ross supposed to be in the episode? No, but that's hilarious. <laughs> he should he, play a CO. Like he should be a cop. I bet it's gonna be some kind of super drug. It's funny. Shit. He's actually playing a rapper. That's uh, and the picture I seen is him in jail. Okay. So I'm not I'm not sure how this is gonna go. So he's playing a ra- he's playing a rapper. So I, I I forgot the name of the rapper. It's not he's not playing himself, but he's mm-hmm. playing a rapper. And he, the scene I seen was him in jail pretty much, and he was talking to Queen Latifah. At like the little table, negotiation table or something. I don't know. Dog, remember when Offset was in SVU or whatever the fuck show that is with LL Cool J and the other white oh, dude? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that shit? No, that was that was <laughs> fucking um shit. Uh, NCIS. N- yes, NCIS. Yeah. Offset <laughs> was randomly on that show. He did his own stunts. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I guess that's the new thing, having random rappers on CBS shows. Yeah. That's their new lane. I don't know. Uh, Did you watch any? Oh, I was going to say, just imagine Rick Ross trying to fucking that. I mean, he was in uh, Coming to America. Don't forget the iconic role. He had one line that was awful. Yeah. (laughs) Dog, I, 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 I get depressed remembering that movie was made. 
Me too. <laughs> like sometimes I'm in a good mood that I remember. Oh, they made a sequel to Coming to America. Yeah, and I get sad, and depressed. Yeah, remember people trying to fuck. I don't know if you seen it, but on my timeline, people trying to fucking defend that movie. Yes, and they said, oh, because uh, y- y'all black just hate on a black movie. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. It's just like oh. man. <laughs> Oh God! They yeah, said we were hating nobody, on black Nobody said shit about that movie two weeks later, man. Still haven't heard anything about that movie. Niggas was talking about that movie was better than the original one. Oh God! I'm like, I man, saw, what yes. is wrong with y'all? It's funny. We actually brought that movie up today on In the Loop, and um, we was talking about um, um, uh, Beverly Hill Cops um, three. Mm-hmm. And how the three, you know, the third uh, anything ain't that good. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, that wasn't that good. But if you look at it now, it's like, it wasn't that bad. It was still a young Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mentioned how that's better than coming to America 2. I'd rather see <laughs> Beverly Hill Cop 3 than coming to America 2. Yes. Because at least you, got, you still got an Eddie in his prime. Even though the plot might be a little shaky. But that's better than coming to America too. <laughs> I would rather have a root canal than watch Coming to America too. Like, there's a lot <laughs> I'd rather do than have to watch that movie ever again, man. Like, I, I don't even want to think about that movie anymore. I don't want to talk about that movie. That it was, was a disgrace that, that for was everybody disgrace, involved. Man, yeah, I they need to delete that movie. <laughs> that dog, it should have. Like, oh, it should have never happened, man. The movie <laughs> ended perfect to me. Yes. Like it, it, like what? What did this new one add? It, it just it didn't need it to embarrass everybody. It didn't leave a cliffhanger. <laughs> it ain't leave none of that where it's like, oh shit, let's leave the door open for part two. Mm-hmm. It ain't leave none of that. It was perfect, man. And, and you know, I know you don't really care for the first one that much like that. But um, that's a movie. Every time I see it on on the random cable channel, I stop and watch it, man. You know, yeah. you got the movies you just stop and watch a little bit mm-hmm. until the commercial hits, and then you turn away. That's a movie I always stop and watch, man. It's so many lines in that movie that you still use to this day, and you know stuff you quote to this day. Well, I couldn't believe they made a part two to that shit. Awful, man. Awful. <laughs> I still still can't believe that. Shot in Rick Ross's house, too. So Yeah, that's why he had that Rick one Ross little connection. line. <laughs> yep, of course. <laughs> um, is there anything else you watch over the break, man? Uh, anything else you want to review? Um, outside, I, I actually watched the Spider-Man. I, I, had, I actually had a comment about the Spider-Man uh, movie. I, did, uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. But as y'all know, I jumped on the Marvel train a little late. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I was totally confused. And spoiler alert: if you, if you still ain't see it, man, you're not a real fan. Yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna see it at this point. Yeah, if you ain't seen it yet. Yeah, but um, when the other the older Spider Man started coming out of nowhere, the crowd was kind of going crazy, and I didn't know mm-hmm. what the fuck was going on. I'm like, who the fuck is this person? So I had to tell my wife. And she was like, "That's that's the other, that's the original Spider Man." So I was totally confused in that. <laughs> I'm, because I I never seen another Spider Man, mm-hmm. and then uh, I forgot fucking Jamie Foxx was the you know one of the villains yeah, the or one of the guys. characters. Yeah. So uh, I thought those parts was kind of cool, but um, obviously it didn't hit like Infinity War. Or you know, so um, I, I I thought it was cool. The crowd was a little pumped, especially um, when the other Spider Mans came. 
Mm-hmm. I will say it was a bit of a tearjerker, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was sad, man. Yeah, it was a bit of tearjerker. The way it ended, I kind of was a little sad. Like, damn, like this is a fucking kid, <laughs> and he pretty much lost everybody <laughs> at this point. He 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 lost his auntie, which is you know sad enough. But now he's back to being nobody, pretty much, where he have no friends, no nothing. So I thought that was I thought that was a little sad way to end a a, 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 a movie like that, <laughs> especially that type of movie. But um, yeah, I, I don't think it was the best thing since sliced bread in them. But I enjoyed it a lot, man. It was good. I actually liked the ending, man, because like I'm a Spider Man fan, and one of my critiques about this new Spider Man is like they tried to make him Iron Man Junior. and not Spider Man. Like Spider Man is supposed to be kind of a bum. And kind mm-hmm. of a loser guy, but he still does the right thing and he still fights, even though he can barely pay his rent, can't hold down a job, can't hold down a girlfriend. Like there's supposed to be the struggles that regular people go through. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to embody that. But in the Spider-Man before this, they kind of made him like, okay, you're gonna inherit Tony Stark's shit, and you're gonna be like the next Iron Man. And it's like, what the fuck is this, man? He ain't no rich kid with all these drones and shit. This ain't supposed to be Spider-Man. So the ending was closer to what Spider-Man is supposed to be as a character. And I like that. I'm like, okay, take him back to basics. You saw he made his own suit at the end. It wasn't no high tech shit. And he's back on a street level doing cool shit. I'm like, okay, I feel it. It was sad, but Mm -hmm. I felt like I I liked it as a fan of the character. I'm like, okay, this is more what Spider-Man is supposed to be. This is what the other Spider-Mans were. Yeah, that were in the movie too. You know, they was broke on their ass and still doing the right thing, and that's what he's supposed to be. So, yeah, I thought it was cool like that. It was a good movie, man. But the way people talk, people gassed it up to a way. I was like, <laughs> come on, it wasn't that good, man. But it, it was still, it, it was still good. I liked yeah. it. I, I didn't regret seeing it. I regret paying for it since I didn't have to. But yeah, <laughs> it was a good movie. I, I kind of like the appearance from um, Daredevil. Um, oh yeah, that was crazy. I thought that I thought that was real cool because I did not expect Daredevil to be in it. <laughs> so I, I thought that was cool that he he, he came in as a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. So I I thought that was dope. And then spoiler alert: that Kingpin, the guy who played Kingpin as Kingpin in the new Hawkeye show, at mm. the end, mm. he comes back. He's like the surprise villain, mm. I guess. But yeah, so I guess they're gonna bring those people back. I don't know if they bringing Luke Cage back. I don't know what that guy's doing. Yeah. But uh I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I'm kind of curious because I heard it was supposed to be a movie, right? The uh the Defenders. Yeah, that because was a show. Can, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they was gonna make because they canceled the series. Yeah, they canceled them all. Yeah, so I I I figured I thought they was gonna try to make it all a movie instead of a Netflix series. I think I don't know what they're gonna do. I think they're gonna have some uh Disney Plus shows. And basically oh, yeah, just I bring the shows that. back on Disney Plus. I forgot about that. Yeah, I could I could one hundred percent see that now. Because I it think was, that's it what they're probably gonna do. Yeah, it wasn't even no Disney Plus at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh yeah, I think they're gonna put those shows on Disney Plus and we'll see how it goes. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm getting <laughs> superhero fatigue at this point. Like I don't know how much more I can take. Yeah. Like at some point it's gotta end, man. Yeah, they they, they don't want it to end, man. They can't Dog, that that's people don't realize the hustle of these movies is like it's always building to the next one. 
Yeah. It is never going to end. Oh, we got to we got to wait to the end credits to see how this is going to roll into Doctor Strange yeah. and Doctor yeah. Strange is going to roll into Ant-Man and Ant-Man yeah. going like nigga how, how you feel about that end credit of him um what's the dude that Harry Styles playing Thanos brother? I even see that. Really? Yeah. I, dog, I refuse to sit through the end credits. <laughs> but I, I did, uh, I did you see the jackass it mentioned. that be leaving early. Yes. <laughs> Nigga, dog, do you know how long the credits are, man? <laughs> that that adds a good 15 minutes to the runtime. <laughs> and I feel like, dog, I ain't gonna sit watching these long ass credits scroll. I'm like, I, I'm like, fuck it. I'll look up online what it is. And then they go on this put on YouTube, so I'll look it up then. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit through no 20 minute long credits yeah. of these foreign names who animated something on the movie <laughs> just so I could see a two minute clip of some random nigga I don't know show up and say, "Ooh, that's supposed to be you." Like yeah. I, don't, I don't give a shit. But I did see that Thanos's brother is supposed to be Harry Styles. And you both, you know, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Whatever. I, I, so I'm I'm notorious for googling during the movie. Trying to figure out who is this person. Mm-hmm. I, I do that with any movie. If I see an actress or actor that look familiar, I'm like, what did this person play on? And so I, I can't just wait to have to I, I sit there and Google it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I Google something and I, the first, I, I Google Spider Man and the first thing that popped up was Harry Styles. I'm like, what the fuck is he? Is he in the movie? So I, I kept on Googling. And uh, apparently he was in the credits, and they said he was playing Thanos, brother. So I'm like, oh, okay, they bringing in another character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, I don't know how they gonna do with that. <laughs> so they ain't even got to the X Men yet, man. So yeah, they got plenty of time to yeah. remake shit, and people are gonna keep seeing them. Sidebar: Have you noticed? Maybe it's just me and my theaters, but I don't see no more notices to turn off your phone anymore. Really? Uh, At the beginning of a movie, do you? I still see. I'll be going. I go to a- AMC theaters. Oh, okay. I went to Cinemark. They they have a but, whole fucking production, man. Oh yeah. Uh, fucking Nicole Kidman. <laughs> 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 uh, fucking sitting there. I, I I guess she getting a, a big ass bag from them because she's like, hey, we're gonna AMC and you know and the fucking Australian accent and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be forgetting she fucking Australian, <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's like a whole fucking um, production about cutting your phone off. That's hilarious. I don't see that anymore, but maybe it's just Cinemark, but maybe just ignore it because I don't give a fuck. Nobody turns off their phone and they're in a movie. Yeah, man. man. That's so fucking dated, man. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, because I barely see people actually talking on their phone. Because remember Mm. back in the day, people used to have their ringers on and all that shit. But now nobody have their ringer on. Everybody always had a phone on vibrate or silent. Yeah. So um, I I never went through the thing where it's like a constant phone notification or something. So yeah, they they need to yeah. get rid of that shit. They do. And, and low key, the better phone cameras have made all these bootleg versions of movies more watchable. Mm-hmm. I do like that too. Yeah, they they had that Spider Man movie out quick, <laughs> and I was like, "Damn!" I was yep. tempted. I did down. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say that part. <laughs> <laughs> I I was tempted, but I was like, "Nah, I gotta see it on the big screen, man. Fuck it, might as well go back." Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's so much easier, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
hundred percent, man. Um, anything else you want to hit on, man? We've been talking for a minute. Yeah, nah, I think that's it, man. I think that's yeah. It. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in that Anita. I don't want to bring up that Asian doll shit because we talked about that before. I yeah, yeah, that, we don't give a fuck about that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I still, it's funny. I don't, I still don't know the name of the podcast. Nobody said the name of the podcast. I want to say it's like Fresh and Fit. Really? But I, that's oh. just because I see them trending for this bullshit all the time, man. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, I say that's. Yeah, I seen a couple other clips where I'm just yeah. like, oh, like, okay, that's what they're about. So I don't give a shit, man. Yeah, some nerds who get off on talking down on women, whatever. It's yeah. whatever. We we ain't on that, man. We on good vibes, positive vibes, all 2022 mm-hmm. and what have you. So. Once again, thank all y'all for listening, man. We appreciate y'all. We are back in full effect. Love to chop it up with y'all. Love y'all hearing us chop it up. So appreciate y'all for everything y'all do. Um, shout out to Jasmine as well. <laughs> she, we gonna have her on again she, at some point. She booked and busy, man. She uh, yeah. she doing a DJ thing. World tour, man. Come on. She probably in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might... Like, we might have to take a field trip to one of her tours or something, man. Might have to, man. Might have to. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to everybody who who fucks with the podcast. We love y'all, man. Make sure, of course, you listen to In the Loop. It's ten to two, Sports Radio six ten. Figgy Fig on there curating the vibes. Uh, anything else to promote? I'm, I'm losing track of what I usually say on these man, outros now. Man, um, subscribe to the YouTube page, man. Yes. We're going to be getting more interviews coming up. Um, follow us on Twitter at TheFiggyFig, at Houston Rocket with two Ts. Yes. Follow us on Instagram as well, man. Just It's going to be a good year this year. I got a feeling about that. And I don't, I don't say that about every single year, but mm-hmm. this year, man, I'm way more motivated. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I want to get out there and promote more. I want to meet more people. So this year about to be, this year about to be good for us, man. I can feel it. It is, man. It is. Make sure y'all stay a part of it. We like we said, we love y'all, man. Stay tuned. Bigger and better things coming this year. We hope y'all stay safe. Hope y'all loved ones are safe. Hope y'all have a safe and prosperous year. And until next time. Peace.